Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers, my sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. The Lord is so awesome. The Lord is so great. What a mighty God we serve, brothers and sisters. I have a great testimony that I want to go ahead and play this afternoon. Thank you, Lord. And then I'll be back. And we'll continue on live. Sister Carla is going to join us tonight. Thank you, Lord, life on the Lord's hour. Praise you, Jesus. And so I hope the Lord will speak to your life through this testimony. As soon as the testimony comes, uh, ends, I'm going to go into the Word. Thank you, Jesus, and praise you, God. The Lord is so awesome. The Lord is so good. What a mighty God we serve, brothers and sisters. This testimony says, time is fast running out. Are you listening? This testimony says, the part of the title of this testimony says, time is fast running out. Brothers and sisters, Jesus is going to come for his bride. Jesus is going to take his bride home soon. The door, Jesus told me, is being closed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So hear this testimony. Praise you, God, and hear what, what the Lord revealed to this dear sister. Time is fast running out. This is a short summary of the testimony by Victoria E. Hale. I was born and lived in Namibia all my life and surrendered my life to Jesus on February 6, 2005. The Lord Jesus Christ has revealed many things in the spiritual realm to me, including a couple of trips to hell. The Lord instructed me to share my experiences with the people. He also warned me not to add anything or omit anything from whatever the Lord Jesus Christ showed or told me. By the time of the writing of this book, end of 2006, I was visited 33 times by the Lord Jesus Christ. Every single time of those visitations, the Lord would tell me before leaving that, time is fast running out, first trip to hell. On the weekend of July 23, 2005, I took a 30-minute taxi ride from the town of Ondunga where I work and stay, to my home village, to spend the weekend with my parents. On my way home, I had a feeling that something extraordinary was going to happen that evening. I arrived home at around 6 p.m. and that was the time people were preparing for dinner. I was in the kitchen with the rest of my family, lying down on an old sheet on the ground while my little nieces and nephews were singing their Sunday school songs. Suddenly I felt a heavy anointing come upon me, my body became very weak, and I was out under the power of God. I saw a man, wearing a long white robe tied with a rope of the same color, walking towards where I was lying. There was a brilliant light around him as though it were radiating from him. He was wearing brown sandals. His features were like people from the Middle East with the beautiful tan skin. His face was very kind and full of glory but I was unable to look him in the eyes. When he spoke, his voice was tender, kind and loving, yet authoritative. Waves of love were emanating from his very being. He extended his hand to me and pulled me up from where I was lying. Suddenly I was in a beautiful, transformed body. I looked the same as I was when I was 18 years old. I was wearing a white robe tied with a white rope. Although my robe was white, the material was different from the man's robe. 
His robe was silky with a brilliance that I do not know how to describe. He said, in a most loving and tender voice. Victoria, I want you to come with me. I will show you frightening things and I am taking you to a place where you have never been before in your whole life. He held my right hand and we went. I felt as if we were walking on air and we were ascending all the time. After a while on the way, I was very tired and told him that I was unable to continue the journey and begged him to allow me to go back. However, he looked at me tenderly and said, You are not tired, you are fine. If you get tired, I will carry you, but for now you are fine. Peace be with you. Let us go. The place at which we arrived was very arid, worse than the worst desert known to man, with no sign of life in any form whatsoever. There was not a single tree or blade of grass or any living thing in sight. It was a very depressing place indeed. We came to a gate and the man turned to me and said, Victoria, we will enter through the gate and the things you will see will frighten and upset you, but you must rest assured that wherever I take you, you will be well protected. Just open your eyes and observe everything I will show you. I was terrified and started to weep. I was protesting and pleaded with the man to take me back. I told him that I did not want to go into that place because I could see through the gate what was going on inside. He looked at me and said, Peace be with you. I am with you. We must go inside, for time is fast running out. We entered through the gate. I cannot describe to you the horror of that place. I am convinced that there is no other place in the entire universe as bad as that place. The place was extremely large and I had the sense that it was expanding all the time. It was a place of utmost darkness and the heat of it could not be measured, it was hotter than the hottest of fires. I could not see any flames of fire or the source of the heat but it was hot. The place was filled with flies of all sizes, green, black, and gray flies. Every conceivable kind of fly was there. In addition, there were also short, thick, black worms everywhere, climbing on everything. The worms started to climb on us and the flies were also all over us. The place was filled with the most disgusting stench. There are no words to describe the intensity of the stench in that place. The smell was almost like rotten meat but was a hundred times worse than the most decaying meat I have ever smelled in my entire life. The place was filled with the noise of wailing and gnashing of teeth, as well as of demonic, evil laughter. The worst thing about this place is that it was filled with people. There were so many people that they could not be numbered. The people were in the form of skeletons. I can say with confidence that these skeletons were humans because I recognized some of my very close relatives and people from my village. Their bones were dark gray and extremely dry. They had long sharp teeth like wild animals. Their mouths were large and wide and their tongues were long and bright red. Their hands and feet had long, thin toes and fingers with long, sharp nails. Some of them had tails and horns. There were demons mingling with the people, the demons in appearance looked like alligators and they were walking on four legs. They were comfortable in that environment and were constantly teasing and tormenting the humans. The noise that the demons were making was more like a celebration, as they seemed happy and carefree. They were also dancing and jumping all the time. 
The humans, on the other hand, looked miserable and depressed. They were in a state of helplessness and hopelessness. The noise from humans was caused by pain. They were weeping, screaming and gnashing their teeth, and were in a desperate situation of unimaginable pain and agony. The people in this place were innumerable but I could clearly see that the vast majority of them were women. They were divided into many different groups. Even if they were in the groups, it was not possible to estimate the number of people in any single group because the groups were extremely large. The man led me to one of the groups on the eastern side of the place. He looked at me and said, Victoria, this is a group of people who refuse to forgive others. I told them many times in many different ways to forgive others but they rejected me. I have forgiven them all their sins but they refuse to forgive others. Their time ran out and they found themselves here. They will be here for all eternity. They are eating the fruits of their labor forever and ever. However, it is painful for me to see them in this horrible place and in this eternal situation because I love them. I was then led to the next group, and the man told me that the people in the second group are those who had deaths. There were three different categories in that group. The first category was of people who owed to others, they could afford to pay their dues but they kept postponing and procrastinating, they would claim that they would pay tomorrow, next week, next year, until the time ran out for them and now they had found themselves in this place. This is where they will stay forever. They are eating the fruits of their labor. The second category was of those who had debts that they could afford to pay back and they were willing to pay their debts, but they were afraid of the consequences because, perhaps, if they told the truth they might suffer rejection or they might go to jail or what they had done would be made known to the whole world and they would be humiliated. The man said, None of them came to me to ask me for a way. If they had done so, I would have shown them the easy way out. They used their own wisdom and reasoning which did not help them in any way. Their time ran out and they found themselves in this place where they will be forever. They are eating the fruit of their labor. Then he said, The third category had debts which they could not afford to pay back, but, again, none of them had told me that they had debts they were unable to pay. If they had done so, I would have paid their debts. They also tried to use their own reasoning and wisdom which did not help them in any way. Now they have found themselves in this place where they will always be. They are eating the fruit of their labor. My heart is aching for all these people because I love them dearly. In the first group, I saw two of my very close female relatives, as well as a 12-year-old, also a relative of mine. I knew she was 12 because that was how old she was at the time of her death. In the second group I also saw some of my relatives, as well as a pastor whom I knew very well. Jakes, my boyfriend who had committed suicide because I gave my life to Christ, was also in the second group. I saw some of my neighbors in both groups as well. I recognized the people I knew before their deaths. They also recognized me. My relatives were very angry when they saw me and they started to shout obscenities at me. They were using the most vulgar language as they were cursing me. One of them said that I was not worthy of following the man who was with me. They were telling the things I used to do before I gave my life to Christ. They were not lying. The things of which they were accusing me were the truth.
Jakes was saying that I belonged to him and I should go where he was because I had committed the same sins as he. At first the pastor seemed happy to see me and he said I did well by coming but his attitude changed immediately when he saw who was accompanying me and then he also joined in the cursing and the use of obscene language. The man with me told me to ignore them for they did not know what they were doing. I was petrified and extremely sad. My body was shaking and I could not stand. I was crying uncontrollably. The man turned to me, gave me a hug, and said, Peace be with you, Victoria. My strength returned and I felt very secure in his embrace. Then he told me that we had to leave the place and go back. He looked at me and said, Victoria, I have shown you. Now you must choose in which of the groups you want to be. The choice is in your own hands. You must tell the people everything you have seen and experienced but do not add or omit anything. I remembered that we left the place of horrors together but I do not know where I left him because then I became aware, I opened my eyes and I was back in my physical body, lying in Oshikati Hospital. There was a drip in my left arm, and I saw my mother and other neighbors from our village in one corner of the room, where they were looking at me in amazement. I could see on my mother's face that she had been crying. I asked one of the nurses if she knew what was wrong with me but she only made a joke and said, you were sent back. Perhaps you have done something wrong and you need to repent. The nurse was trying to speak lightheartedly about my condition but I could see she was afraid to come closer to me. I asked her to call the doctor who attended me. When he arrived, he said that he did not know what was wrong with me. Initially, he had thought that I had contracted malaria but the malaria results were negative. He continued to tell me that my temperature, pulse and blood pressure were dangerously low but he could not find the cause for it. He said that there was nothing he could do for me. He could not admit me because I was not sick. The drip they had applied was not working at first but when I opened my eyes, it started to work. He recommended that the nurse administered another drip to me once the first one had finished so that I could get enough strength to go home. I was frightened by what I saw in that place and couldn't stop crying. The stench of that horrible place continued to be as real as when I was there. The scenes from that place were flashing before me all the time. I was unable to sleep and my whole body was in great pain. I felt as though all my limbs had been taken apart and reassembled. Oh, I felt awful. I had diarrhea and a pounding headache for an entire week. My mind was made up that I would not talk to anybody about my experiences because who would believe me? What would people think? I kept telling myself that I would never relate my experiences to anybody. One of my mentors phoned me three days later to inquire about my well-being because I sent her a text message asking her to pray for me. Before I knew it I was telling her about my experiences. When I realized what I was doing I had already told her most of the story. I wanted to kick myself. I was crying because I was convinced that I had made the biggest mistake of my life. Now the story was told, there was no possibility I could hide it anymore. Now I knew that if God wants something to be told, it will be told. He is God, after all. On August 19th, I woke up, feeling the signs of the anointing in my physical body. I was weak and trembling, 
while waves of electricity were going through my body. In the evening I saw a brilliant light coming into the room and in the midst of it was the same man. This time he sat down on a chair next to my bed. I have no idea where this chair came from but it was there as soon as he was ready to sit down. It was a beautiful chair made of solid gold. The shape was that of a conventional chair, with back support. On each leg was a silver star embedded in the gold. The same star was also in the center of the back support. There are round wheels on each leg. After greeting me, he told me that he knew that I had many questions about his identity and that he came to reveal himself to me and to explain certain things that I have experienced. He said, I am Jesus Christ your Savior. If you have any doubts, look at my hands. That place where we went is hell. When I looked at his hands, I saw scars where the nails pierced him. Dear friend, I want to tell you that hell is not a figment of anybody's imagination but it is a real place and it is unpleasant. It was not made for people but for Satan and his demons. Our rightful place is in heaven with Jesus but we have to choose Jesus before it is too late. Today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Accept Jesus as your personal savior today and live for him. Hell is a terrible place, it is a place of fear and sadness. It is a place of torment and eternal cries and gnashing of teeth. Satan wants to take as many people with him as possible. Do not cooperate with him. Cooperate with Jesus and you will live and not die. I could not understand why the Lord would tell me to make a choice between the two groups he showed me in hell when I was already a born-again Christian. I have accepted him into my life and he was still telling me to make a choice whether I want to go to hell or not. I could not understand. I started to pray and asked God to give me a revelation of what he meant and what he wanted me to do. The Lord revealed to me that I was harboring a lack of forgiveness and resentment in my heart towards one of my sisters, as well as to my cousin. I asked the Lord to forgive me for my unforgiving spirit. I also asked my sister to forgive me for harboring anger and bitterness in my heart toward her. The Lord instructed me to go and ask forgiveness from my cousin. The Lord also reminded me that there was a time when I acquired a teaching job with a fraudulent diploma and he considered that to be debt and theft. I was determined to do what was right and I asked the Lord to help me through this problem and to show me an easy way out because this was a serious crime which could send me behind bars. He directed me to go to the Department of Education and confess what I had done. I was ready to go to jail if this was unavoidable. I experienced the Lord's favor in a big way. The officials in the Department of Education told me that I should decide what I wanted to do, whether to pay back the salary I had received from the government or not. They promised not press charges against me because they were stunned by my confession. Our God is a faithful God who honors His word. If you are in a situation similar to the one I was in, I want to encourage you to do what is right, no matter the consequences. You might be incarcerated in the earthly jail but that is temporal. No pain or shame will compare to eternity separated from God. Hell is not a nice place, it is better to allow God to judge you now before it is too late. We must not fear God's judgment while we are in the time of grace, 
We must allow him to expose whatever is wrong in our lives while we still have time to make right with him because there is no forgiveness on the other side of the grave. Second Trip to Hell On October 18, 2005 I woke up at 5 a.m. but I could not go to work. I was feeling very weak and drunk. I could not move or turn around in my bed, and the presence of the Lord was very heavy in the room. I was trembling and felt electricity going through my body. The Lord came to take me just before 8 a.m. because the last time I had looked at my watch, it was 7.48 a.m., and he arrived very shortly after that. He greeted me and said that we should go again because time was fast running out. I stood up and we began to walk. The way we were walking on this day was very different from all other times. Although our legs were doing the walking movements, we were sort of floating more than walking. While we were on our way, Jesus told me that all sins are bad and there is nothing such as small sin and big sin. All sin will lead to death, no matter how big or small. The Lord told me that we were going to visit hell again and then he asked me if I was afraid. I answered that I was afraid. He said, The spirit of fear is not from my father or from me. It is from the devil. Fear will cause you to do things that will land you in hell. Without faith it is impossible to please God and fear is the direct opposite of faith. It is obvious that fear does not please God because it destroys one's faith. For the whole time we were on our way, we were walking side by side but as soon as we arrived at the gate of hell, he took my hand into his and held it for every second we were in hell. I was very happy that the Lord was holding my hand because the firm grip of his hand removed all the fear from me. The place was still the same, nothing was different from the first time. There were flies, worms, extreme heat, the smell, skeletons, the noise, everything was just as it was the first time I was there. We entered the same ugly gate again and the Lord took me to one group of people. There were many people I knew when they were still alive on earth. The poor people were in a terrible state. They looked miserable and in great agony but the worst of all was the look of hopelessness on their faces. The Lord pointed out one middle-aged woman whom I knew before her death. She had died in a car accident at the beginning of 2005. I was shocked to see that woman in hell because we all knew her as a God-fearing and God-loving person. The Lord told me that that woman loved him and he also loved her. She had served him when she was on earth. She had led many people to the Lord and she knew the word very well. She was kind to the poor and needy. She gave to them and helped them in many ways. She was a good servant of the Lord in most ways. Those words of the Lord shocked me even more and I asked him why he would let someone who had served him so well end up in hell. The Lord looked at me and said that this lady had believed the deception of the devil. Although she knew the scriptures well, she believed the lie of the devil that there are big sins and small sins. She thought that a small sin would not lead her to hell because, after all, she was a Christian. The Lord continued. I went to her many times and told her to stop what she was doing but many times she would reason that what she was doing was too small and she attributed my warning to her own feelings of guilt. There was a time when she stopped for a while but then she convinced herself again that the warning was not from me but her own voice because that sin was too insignificant to grieve the Holy Spirit.
I asked the Lord again to tell me what the sin was that this woman has committed and he answered me thus. This woman had a friend who was a nurse at Oshikati Hospital. Whenever this woman was sick, she would not go to hospital and pay for her hospital card as normal practice. She would just pick up the telephone and tell her friend to organize medicine for her from the hospital dispensary. Her friend would always oblige and tell her to pick up the medicine at a particular time. Firstly, she decided to accept the lie of the devil about small and big sin and rejected my truth. She caused somebody else to sin and steal on her behalf but, worst of all, she grieved the Holy Spirit. This is what caused her to be in hell. It does not matter whether you bring millions of souls to the Lord. It is still possible to go to hell for grieving the Holy Spirit. You must not only care about the salvation of others but you must be careful not to forget about your own soul. Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit at all times. After the Lord said those words he said that we should go back. Many Christians who have heard this story do find it problematic. They would always ask me, what about justification, mercy and grace, and is it possible to lose your salvation after you have received it? Is that not a bit too harsh? Can God be so cruel? Well, as I have said elsewhere in this book, I am not presenting any theology here. I am just telling you what the Lord has shown and taught me, and what he has allowed me to experience. Please refer to your Bible for answers. Look at the following verses and make your own judgment. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest, when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. 1 Corinthians 9.27 What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Romans 6-1-2 Do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. Romans 6-12 For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which will devour the adversaries. Hebrews 10-26-27 Can I go to hell after having served the Lord and led many to Christ? You be the judge. Disobedience On Monday, March 6, 2006, I was woken by my alarm clock at 5.30 a.m. I started to pray and realized that there was a heavy anointing on me. My body was very weak and I was trembling. Waves of electricity were going through my body. In the afternoon, as I was lying on my bed, I saw a brilliant light filling the room. I saw tiny, white, round beads, the size of a pinhead. The beads were falling like rain and would sink into my skin on contact. In addition, I saw a cloud of something like whiteness coming from above. It also filled the room and sank into my skin on contact. Thereafter, I saw Jesus walking towards me in the midst of a cloud of mist. He sat down on his chair next to my bed. I have no idea where this chair comes from. It usually appears as soon as he is ready to sit. It is a beautiful chair made of solid gold. The shape looks similar to most chairs but with back support. On each leg is a silver star. A similar but larger star is also on the back support. There are round wheels on each leg. 
Jesus greeted me and stretched out his hand to me and told me to get up because time was fast running out. He pulled me up by my hand and I sat down on my bed. Then he said to me, Victoria, let us pray. He prayed in a language that I did not understand. I understood only the word Amen. Then he continued by asking me what I was seeing and I told him that I was seeing groups of people going to their work and others arriving at their workplaces. I was also seeing those similar tiny white beads falling on those who arrived first at their workplaces. After the first group, another group also arrived later. By that time the rain of tiny beads had stopped falling. I also saw different groups of people arriving at different churches on the Sunday morning. The rain of white beads would begin to fall as soon as the early comers enter the churchyard. It continued to fall for some time and then it stopped. The latecomers would not find anything. Jesus asked me whether I understood what those visions meant and I told him that I did not understand. Then he explained to me, these visions mean that every place where you are supposed to be at a specified time and you know what time you should be there, there are always angels distributing blessings for that specified time. If you arrive on time, you will receive your blessings but if you are late, you will miss your blessings for that day because the angels distribute the blessings only for that specific time. Victoria, I want to warn you because you go late for work and you go especially late to church services. You must know that at those times you have been late without any valid reason. You have forever missed out on your blessings for those days. They will never return to you again. Victoria you must stop this thing and do not ever do it again, unless you have a valid reason for being late. When the Lord said those words I really wished I could disappear or give him some acceptable excuses for my indiscipline. I told him that sometimes I oversleep but he looked me straight in the eye and said that I was lying and that I had a bad tendency of going back to bed after I have woken up, to succumb to a desire to sleep for a few more minutes. After Jesus had warned me, he said, Stand up, let us go. Time is fast running out and there are things we must do. This time the Lord took me to a place where I have never been before. It was also the first time we took the road we walked on that day. We arrived in a garden filled with beautiful flowers and beautiful green trees. Nothing on earth can compare to this beauty. The flowers were in all kinds of beautiful, bright colors. We sat down on a beautiful garden bench, which was made from solid gold with small brightly shining silver stars. When we sat down, he pointed in front of us and said, Victoria, look. Can you see that city? When I looked, I saw a very large, brightly lit city. It was beautiful beyond description. The city has a brightly shining golden gate and at this gate was a man, seated, who was of great age. He had a long, white beard and white hair. I had seen this man earlier and, when I asked Jesus who this man was, he told me that it was Abraham, the father of faith. I saw many roads in that city, which are also paved with gold. There are high-rise buildings and they were also shining like gold. The shine and the glitter in the city is indescribable. Jesus turned to me and asked, What do you think about that city? I answered that it was beautiful and I wanted to go there. Jesus said, 
I will take you there if you continue to be obedient because that is also where your house will be. Stay obedient, because if you are disobedient, Victoria, crows will fly in your house. Your house will be a dwelling place of owls and a playground of ghosts. However, do not fear, because I am with you. Just obey. For everyone who is disobedient, his house will have crows flying there. It will be a dwelling place of owls and a playground of ghosts. Jesus Christ is real and he loves us with a love that cannot be described. His greatest desire is for us to choose life and spend eternity with him. His heart is aching for all those people who are dying and going to hell because they chose to reject the salvation he offered them and they chose death instead. Whether you are a born-again Christian or not, please always remember this one thing. Time is fast running out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There it is, brother and sister. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hell is real. Thank you, Lord. And I, I want to bring that message tonight and place that message tonight because, uh, praise you, Lord, we need to be reminded of the horror of hell and that the Lord don't want us to go there. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Last night after the message, the Lord gave me a vision of his obedience toward God, how obedient he was to the Father, okay? And he was so obedient to the Father that he was obedient unto death. It's what he what he was telling me. Thank you, Lord. Obedient unto death, he was to the Father. And he wants us to focus on his obedience. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He wants us to focus on him. Hallelujah. And learn from him. Hallelujah. In his obedience. Romans 5, 19 says, For as by one man disobedient many were made sinner. So by the obedience of that one shall many also be made righteous. I say, Lord, why do people focus more on your sacrifice? And the Lord says, obedience is better to God than sacrifice. And his sacrifice on the cross was the ultimate sacrifice. But humanity tends to focus more on the sacrifice than learning from him on being obedient. He showed me obedience on a level that I was like, wow. Wow. He has to remind me of his obedience to the Father. How obedient he was to the Father that he was obedient until death. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He was obedient until death. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. And he wants us to learn. Hallelujah. From his obedience. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He wants us to learn out of his own life how, hallelujah, how obedient he was. Second Corinthians 10, 5. Casting down the imagination of every high thing that is sourced against the knowledge of God and bringing unto captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Praise the Lord. But if you cannot focus Christ... If you could not see his obedience in his word, 
how difficult it is for you to to really understand how important the obedience of Jesus, hallelujah, the obedience of Jesus is, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. It's it, it, it just his obedience, he showed, hallelujah. Hebrews 5a, and though he were the son, although he was the son of God, says the, says the writer of Hebrew, although Jesus Christ was the son of of God, praise the Lord, yet learn he obedience by the thing which he suffered. Thank you, Lord. Some people say, he didn't, he didn't need it to learn every, anything. He was God. He was God. And so people see Jesus only in the part of being God. But what about in the part where they said he became lower with an angel? To come and be like us and be obedient unto the Father, that part people don't get. I don't know why. I was asking the Lord, why, Lord, why, why? Praise the Lord. And he gave me the answer. My son, obedience is better than sacrifice. And the majority of people focus on sacrifice. Praise your God. And the Lord wants us to focus on him and his obedience. His sacrifice, yes, was to save Humanity on the cross. But what about his obedience to go on to death, to die? Sister Carla, welcome to the Lord's Tower, sister. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Albie. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, sister. Can you please tell us a little bit about the obedience of Jesus to the Father? Can you, can you say anything about that? Oh, amen. Praise God. Um. Well, I was just looking at uh, on verse one verse here. Praise the Lord. Jesus replied, "Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them." See, when we when we obey Christ, we obey the Father, and we obey the Holy Spirit too, brothers and sisters. Because there are three in one, John fourteen twenty three. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. Wow, how big is that? Praise the Lord. So we gotta walk in obedience to all the Lord your God has commanded you. It's a command so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Deuteronomy 5, verse 33. It's very important. The Lord has been telling me. He's been letting me know about obedience, too. Amen. That's what is most important. For God there are two things that are very, very, very important for God, brothers and sisters. is obedience, praise the Lord, amen, surrender, amen. and surrender fully to God. Because when you surrender to God, amen, mm. you're walking in obedience. Mm. Praise mm-hmm. God. Once you surrender to the Lord, 
Remember this because without surrendering yourself to God, without surrendering, the Holy Spirit cannot work. Mm. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. When you surrender totally to God Almighty, praise the Lord, you Mm. submit yourself to God. The Holy Spirit loves that. Mm. And then the Holy Spirit starts working in you. Mm. He comes and embraces with you. It's very important. Obedience and total surrender to God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Obedient to the Lord. It's my goodness. When I asked him last night, I said, Lord, my goodness, praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Why is it that people focus more on the sacrifice than obedient? Mm -hmm. Praise you, Lord. And then when the Lord spoke back to me, I said, oh, man. Praise you, God, because he, he gave me a vision of his Praise obedience God. to the Father. Where it was, the, the vision was like Isaiah 53, and we need to be reminded how obedient he was to the Father. Thank you, Lord. His, his obedience to the Father is like when Jesus was on this earth, Jesus did not care about any material things that we care for. Now, this is how Isaiah prophesied about Jesus in Isaiah 53, 2. But he should grow up before him as a branch and as a root out of the dry ground. He had neither form nor beauty. When he should see him, there should be no form that we should desire him. Thank you, Lord. He, and first of all, before I go ahead, why is Jesus in the way that he's not desirable. Because Father God, after he will glorify him, will make him so desirable more than anyone else. And Jesus is more desirable, brothers and sisters, than anyone else. It's like if you're missing a leg or an arm or you're sick, or your body is sick, but you're still serving God, although you are suffering so much. Well, your reward in heaven, it's like the testimony of a young girl who on earth was missing her leg, but she, she kept serving the Lord until she died. When someone saw her in heaven, she had another leg, okay, and, and she could run faster than the other children. Amen. And it was explained to her that, when you and her suffer in this form, in this way, you get greater reward in heaven. It's like Jesus' name given to him by the Father. Hallelujah. Jesus was given a name above every name. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. He won the name. Father God was a blessing to his life. For him to receive that name, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Look at the verse 3. He, he is despised and rejected of man. Okay? He was not received like people think. He was despised. I don't want to see you. Why don't I hear you? Rejected. Get away from me. Get away from me. 
He was rejected of man. He is a man full of sorrow. Praise you, God. In her experience of infirmity, we hid as we were our faith from him. He was despised as we sting him not. Praise you, God. You, I mean, you. the way people talk about Jesus today, verse, verse 3 of Isaiah don't apply to him, to them. And their teaching about Jesus, and their message about Jesus, Isaiah 53, 53.3 don't apply to their message. It don't even come close. It don't even come close because the, the message about Jesus is totally different to what Isaiah said he was. Totally different. You hear on television, Daystar, TVN, the message about Jesus is a total different Jesus from the Jesus of Isaiah 53.3, brothers and sisters. Total different man. Total different rabbi. Total different son of God. The way they teach about Jesus, the way they describe Jesus, it is not even close to the Jesus of the Bible, to the Jesus that suffered, to the Jesus that was despised, to the Jesus that was rejected. He was a man full of sorrow. Have you been around about someone who is full of sorrow? Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, the Jesus these people are preaching is a total different Jesus than the Jesus that is in the Bible. And this is confusing the daylight of a lot of people. And, and excuse me for the word, but I, I don't see another word. It is just confusing people so much that the way that Jesus is being represented by some preachers and teachers, of, supposedly at the word of God. God have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Verse 4. Surely he has borne an infirmity. Yes, this is true. Says I say, our sorrow. Yeah, we did judge him as a plague or smitten of God. Oh, and humble. Thank you, Jesus. Your Jesus, you see, that asked his disciple to go pray with him an hour. Okay, he prayed with agony. He prayed that his his his, his sweat was like gray, uh, his tear was like gray drop of, of water. He was in such a sorrow, such a suffering, brothers and sisters, in such a suffering, he looked smitten of God, hallelujah, like beaten by God. That's what he, he looked like, beaten by God. Praise you, Lord. In the suffering that he was in, he 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 made such an effort to be obedient to God that his disciple could not keep up with him in prayer. I don't know for how long they pray, but Jesus, when he came back to them, he said in Gethsemane, "Has you not pray with me one hour? How you after twelve o'clock? I was giving a Bible study about this. After twelve midnight, okay, so that means from." Jesus wanted to pray with them from 12 to 1. And I tell people, the most powerful prayer I have learned to do, or I have learned in the Lord, is from 12 to 1. And if it can go to 2 o'clock or 3, it's even much better. And I had a group of people, we were staying home in a home last year, and I said, look, if you can please stay with me one hour as Jesus asked his disciple. It was a midnight hour. 
from 12 to 1. Stay with me from 12 to 1. And some people almost ended up staying with me to 2 o'clock. But the presence of the Lord, it was so powerful. It, it was so powerful. It was so real. The people was, was telling me after 1, 30, 2 o'clock, Brother Alvey, this is awesome. What a presence. Like you can you can touch the Lord. His presence is so real. And I tell them, you see what people are missing when they don't when they don't seek the Lord in this way. Praise you, God. The Lord has taught me this. And this is a blessing to stay overnight and pray, brothers and sisters. It is such a blessing that I don't I will I will not pray from anything. The Lord the Lord has taught me this. And I remember even when Sister Carla visited us last time. We stay praying like to three o'clock in the morning. It was so awesome to be praying to that time, Sister Carla. I don't know if you're used to praying to those times. Yes, <laughs> the the Lord wants us. You know, he he likes he likes that when we pray a lot, brother. I remember that time. It was very it was very beautiful. You know, Jesus is you know prayer is 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 so big, brothers. It's just very powerful. That's what actually Jesus was letting me know. Last week, he was talking to me about prayer. He said to me, daughter, prayers are very strong. Very strong. Amen. Listen to Matthew 11, uh, 25, 26. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Isn't that positive? Isn't that beautiful? And, and and so that's that's in uh, Matthew eleven twenty twenty five verse twenty six and it um, prayer is very powerful brothers and sisters praise amen. the Lord it is um, it is I, amen I just want to I, I would like to share a little bit uh, brother Elby what happened uh, today at church amen and um, this is about. God wanting us to, you know, have a um, uh, that fire for God. Amen. Um, the Lord let me know to help out this church. Amen. I just would like to share only a little bit because I, I know Brother Elby is preaching. That's okay. And, uh, praise God. And there is a word I didn't know. The Lord giggled when I when I uh, said to him, Lord, I just learned one word, one more word in Hebrew. And uh, and that word is um, let me see I wrote it down here uh, Shekinah Shekinah means glory God dwells in us Amen and while we were we were singing praise the Lord we were singing a song brothers and sisters that is. It says, you are my God, I adore you, you are my God, I exalt you. Um, I would like to feel you. I would like to feel your glory. I would like to adore you in your presence. I'm translating, translating into English because it's written here in Spanish. And I, I would like you to, to um, pour the glory. And pour the glory like three times. And then it says, your Shekinah glory. And I'm like, wait a minute, what does this word mean? Shekinah. And I just, you know, uh, I type it in and and find out, and, and it's God dwells in us. 
And even the Lord let me know, you didn't know what that word means, daughter. I said, no, I didn't know, Lord. <laughs> but anyway, brothers and sisters, when we were praising God in church, okay, and I'm going to talk more about this on, on, on Wednesday, okay? It, the God, God presence was so powerful. It was so powerful, brothers and sisters. I was able to feel the Holy Spirit. Amen? And in and, and God presence. But you gotta have that desire, you gotta have that fire, you know, that that gotta fire for God. Praise the Lord. So God can come, you know, and and, and, and embrace you and just and give you what you need. That's why it is very important to surrender yourself to God. Because while we were uh, singing to the Lord, okay, I'm, I got my eyes closed. I opened up my eyes because I I, I wanted to make sure that people were uh, wanting to receive, you know, the glory of God. And people there, which is some of them were staring some of them have the you know their their uh hands down praise the lord and some other few of them were lift up their you know they got their hands raised up lift up praising god and only those people that have that wanted wanted to have that presence of god they were able to feel it these people, they were they were crying. But I was sad, and the Lord felt it sad, too. The Lord spoke and said, I am, I, I would like to embrace with you my daughters and my son. I would like to, you know, I love you. I would like to embrace with you. God was holding them. But, you know, the sad thing in it, this is for a lot of Christians, I'm not, I'm just not, you know, I, I'm saying it as a, a, a um, an example and for learn, so we can learn all Christians, brothers and sisters, that God wants to be also with you. He loves you, but he wants an, a desire heart, you know, a, 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 a heart that is just wanting to be with him. And it was sad because a few people, you know, did not want that. And that's when we make the Holy Spirit, you know, sad. Because the Holy Spirit wants it. The Holy Spirit wants to embrace with you. He wants to He wants you to invite invite him. Cuz the Holy Spirit is very uh gentle, presence are very humble, very um excuse me, gentleman. Very, very gentlemen. The Holy Spirit is uh, very sweet, okay? But he wants to embrace with you, and that's the only way that you, were, you will surrender yourself. When you surrender yourself to, to Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit changed your life, you know, free you. And he does miracle, miracles, miracle things in your life. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Father Elby. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. God is so awesome. Thank you, Jesus. There were two 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 things that the sister mentioned in, in the in the testimony of hell. And one of it was our, our, our owing money or our debts. And I want to talk about that in Matthew eighteen twenty three. We read that therefore the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which would take uh, and have come on his servant. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owe him owe him ten thousand talent. And because he had nothing to pay, his lord commanded him to to be sold, and his wife and his children, and all that he had. And the debt to be paid. That this was common in, back in Jesus' day. That if you owe someone, including back in Jeremiah day, if you owe someone money, uh, then the whole family uh, would have to uh, be used to be sold to pay off the debt. Amen. Verse twenty says, "The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, refrain thy anger toward me, and I will pay thee all.'" Then the, the 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 then the servant's lord had compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. This is amazing. This is amazing. And for surely Jesus is talking about Father God, because Father God is the only one that that will forgive us in such a way. A man, unless the person was a truly man of God that knows and understand uh, the commandment of God, could do such a thing and forgive someone, but. Surely this is pointing to the Father, forgiving everyone debt. Praise the Lord. That's why mm. the example of forgiving one another through Jesus is such a great example. Praise the Lord. His own life was was a great example in his teaching also, Amen. brothers and sisters. Because, Father God, when we repent through Jesus Christ, forgives our sin. He don't remember them. They are forgiven. Praise you, God. Amen. And because God had done that for us, he expects us also to forgive other people, including their death, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Verse 28. But when the servant was departed, he found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and he laid hand on him and throttled him, saying, Pay me the, 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 what thou owe me. Then his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Refrain thy anger toward me, and I will pay thee all. Yet he would not. He would not. God forgave him, but he would not forgive other people. But when he, he, he cast him into the prison till he should pay his debt, and when his, uh, when his other uh, fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very sorry, and he came and declared unto the Lord all that he was done. Then his Lord called him unto him and said unto him, What an evil servant! I forgave thee all the debt, because thou prayest, uh, prayed me, thou, thou asked me, and, and all not thou also to have pity on thy fellow servant, even I have had pity on thee. So his Lord was brought, he was angry, and delivered him to the uh, tormentor, till so he should pay all that was due to him. So likewise should my heavenly Father do unto you, and say ye forgive, you forgive from your heart each one to his own brother trespasses. You think he's just talking about money, and he's actually talking about sin, offenses, brothers and sisters. He's talking more than money. He's talking about offenses. It's trust, uh, 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 
uh, it said, "Ye forgive your from your heart each one to his brother mm-hmm. their trespasses." Now, um, there was a lot of people that offended me, and they probably didn't know they did, but they did. And in prayer, the Lord says, "If I can forgive them in prayer for my heart." Praise the Lord, asking the Lord Jesus for help, because I remember I said, Lord, I cannot do this. I was in prayer, and I will, I will be fasting. I was having a hard time forgiving the people that offended me. And Jesus said, uh, ask me to, to help you to forgive them, my son, and I will help you mm-hmm. to forgive them. Amen. And I, I saw the Lord. I fasted and prayed. The Lord Jesus helped me to forgive that, what they'd done to my life. Praise the Lord. And I was able to forgive them. I was released from my heart of, of these offenses, of these harm they've done to my life over the year. And they were brothers and sisters in, in the Lord. But they, they, have, they, have, uh, uh, they have done damage unto me, bro. They have offended me. Praise the Lord. And yeah. they, probably, they probably thought it was nothing. Because that's how a lot of people act. They, they'll offend you. And then they'll walk away and, and say nothing. Praise you, Lord. We have to be sensitive to each other, brothers and sisters. That's why we got to pick the right word to say to people, because the people will write to you a message, boom, 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 all anger, all in anger, and offend you, and they walk away like they have done nothing. And the Lord don't like that. The Lord don't like that, brothers and sisters. Praise Mm -hmm. you, Lord. And so we need to forgive each other in our heart, from our heart, not just our, our lips. Okay, it has to be from the heart. If I offended you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I also need to forgive you for your offenses to me, brothers and sisters. And and we need to say this to God from the heart. God needs to see this from the heart because, like, why shall my heavenly Father do unto you except, except, except ye forgive from your heart each one to his brother that trespasses? What are the sisters share? People that are held for not forgiving other people. And that's mm-hmm. true. That happens all the time, brothers and sisters. Amen. It has to be from the heart because you can say it from your mouth, but you have to mean it in your heart, brothers and sisters. It's very important that we say it from our heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise your God. Uh, go ahead, Sister Carla. Amen. Yes. Uh, talking about forgiveness, the Lord was letting me know Um. A couple of weeks ago, he said, uh, I, I was talking to the Lord. I was saying, Lord, um, help me to forgive. I have I have forgive my brothers and sisters, and I was also letting him know about my uh, brothers and, and, and sisters, you know, from my mother. And while I was saying that, he said, uh, he said, daughter, you have forgiven them. And but they haven't forgive you. And it was about, you know, some things in the past. And then um I said, Lord, but I forgive them, I, I forgave them and I I love them and also, you know, about my, you know, uh, brothers and sisters, the same thing. And then he said it's very important also, daughter that they will come and ask also forgiveness. Well, I was not expecting, you know, that. And, and uh, I, I'm the type of person that I, you know, I forgive. I ask the Lord to forgive, help me forgive, and I and I forgive. 
Amen. Praise God. But the Lord was telling me something very important also. And, and uh, it, you know, it just came right now for, I'm just thinking right now, and I'm letting you know. He said, it's very important also, daughter, that they also come and ask for forgiveness. I said, oh, Lord, I, I yes, I understand. I already forgive him. No, it's very important that they will also come and ask you forgiveness. So what does that mean? So then when you forgive, your brothers and sisters also, you know, they have to come and ask you forgiveness, you know, to that to that person that you have hurt. Amen. It is very important. And when you can't forgive, brothers and sisters, ask the Lord to help you out. Say, Lord, I bless my brother, and mention your brother's name or your sister's name. Say, I bless her, and I bless her, and I bless my brother. And you keep saying that, brothers and sisters, and the Lord will heal your heart. He will help you forgive. Forgiveness for you is going to be so easy. That later in life when somebody comes up and says something mean to you and rude, you will be ready to forgive that person because you already have asked God to help you. And God is going to work. You know, God God knows the future. God's, God knows everything, brothers and sisters. And he, and he knows he will work in your heart for right now, for the, uh, the present time, and also for the future. Praise God. Amen. Very important. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Brother Elvin. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to God. And then she also mentions about hell. And Psalm 139 says, If I descend into heaven, thou art, de- art there. And if I lie down in hell, thou art there. God is the one running hell. Praise to Lord. And, and God will give a punishment uh, to the evil ones. Psalm 917, the wicked to turn into hell and no nation that forget God. Okay? So the wicked because of the evil, but also the people that forget God can also go into hell because the day may come. The day, you know, we don't know when, we know when we are born, but when, we don't know when we're going to die, brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. That's all in the hand of God. And so uh, people die without knowing and, and 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 because they don't know, we don't know. Okay, when we are going to die, it can be a surprise. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. And so we, that's why we need to. Our life need to be um, uh, ready with God, ready seeking the Lord always, because we don't know. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more the heart of the Son? of man. God sees everyone heart. God knows who's sincerely seeking him. Brothers and sisters, Amen. He, don't, he don't want us to end up in hell for sure. He wants to deliver us from hell. But we need to be sincere in our repenting. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs fifteen twenty four. The way to life is on high to the prudent, to a boy from the hell beneath. In another word God don't want us to go to the hell beneath. Praise the Lord. If we live a wise life before him, seeking him, putting him first. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Proverbs twenty three fourteen. Thou shalt smite him with a rod, talking about your sons and daughter, 
and shall deliver his soul from hell. Uh, people used to be smart with rock before, and 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 because of the authority and all that, they that has been told. People have been told you cannot do that anymore. Well, the Bible says you can deliver your sons and your daughter from hell. Okay, by discipline, discipline them. Praise the Lord, because that's exactly what it's called uh, to smite. You know, the the people. Peep, I used to get smite. Uh, uh, I used to get beaten back in the island, but it was a discipline, not a killing discipline. It was a discipline for me to obey my parent, my elder. Thank you, Lord, and if it surely keep your feet from hell, brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, Isaiah fifty-seven seven. When thou. Uh, Wantest to the king with oil and did increase thine ointment, send the messenger far off and they humble thyself unto hell. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. By hell, for true, surely and for truth is, is healed. Hallelujah. It, it is a real place. Hallelujah. Uh, Jonah went to hell, according to his own testimony. Jonah 2 2. He said, I cry in my affliction unto the Lord. And in his heart, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cry I, and thou heard it, my voice. People can go to hell in their affliction and their disobedience. People's soul can end up in hell. The Lord had confirmed that to me. Praise you, God. The Lord had, had taken me to the compartment in hell where people, when they repent, their soul can be taken out of hell. People that are alive, people that are, are alive. And they can be taken into the compartment as they repent, and then they can be taken up to heaven. It's a process when people are in repentance, brothers and sisters. Very important to know. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord Jesus can do that uh, in our life or in people's life through through um, through repentance, brothers and sisters. Amen. That's why we need to repent. Jesus, uh, our great rabbi Jesus, in Matthew five twenty nine says, Wherefore, if thy right eyes causes thee to offend, plug it out and cast it, in, cast it out of thee. For it is better for thee that one of thy member perish than thy whole body should be cast into hell. Praise your Lord. God don't want you to be lost entirely because when a human being is lost, it is lost forever, especially when a human being is thrown in hell. Praise to God. He don't want anyone, Jesus don't want anyone to end up in hell. God don't want to throw people in hell. Amen. Mm -hmm. He didn't Amen. come for them to perish. He come for them to have life. Praise you, Lord. But also, um, the gift of salvation, salvation is a gift I, I, I share with the people. Thank you, Jesus. The gift of salvation it's a powerful uh, 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 gift, brothers and sisters. Let me look it up real quick. It's a powerful gift, and I'm planning to do a, a Bible study about the gifts. Amen. Because gift, gifts are so powerful. Thank you, Lord. And, 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 and a lot of people don't understand that most of God gives us are gifts. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Go ahead, Sister Carla. Let me look up this gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, praise God. Praise yes, God. I was just looking at that verse, too, on Matthew ten twenty-eight. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Soul, Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. 
this is very serious, brothers and sisters. Very serious. That's why we gotta be very careful. Uh, the Lord was very serious when He was letting me know about hell. That, you know, He gives people chances and chances after, you know, and opportunities. But then, you know, they choose. They choose what they want. God didn't create hell for, for people. He created hell for demons, and Satan. But not not for people. But unfortunately, you know, people choose. They choose, and uh, and 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 Jesus tried. You know, he 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 just touches people hard, and 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 wanted to bring those souls to him. But people rejected rejected Jesus in, since Jesus came here on earth. That's sad. And Jesus just wants to save souls, you know. He gave his life for all of us. He wants to save us. Unfortunately, people just, you know, follow the wrong path. And um, the Lord was letting me know, daughter, I just, I would like to embrace with them. I would like to save them. But they reject me. They just skip me like, you know. Like when you were watching TV and some commercials appears and you have to, you know, skip them because you want to avoid the commercials. That's what they do to the Lord. And the Lord was sad when he was letting me know that. Again, I have shared this, but, it's, you know, it touched my heart. And this is why, um, you know, brothers and sisters, coming to Christ, now that we're Christians, this is for the believers, it's just, you know, it's not just going to church every Sunday. And uh, it's not a, you know, don't make, don't make Jesus like it's, it's, it's a, um, you know, I think that, how can I say it, that like a religion thing, okay? Jesus is God. And we just, we got to follow Jesus, you know, every day and just being passionate for God. Uh, someone was letting me know, how can I be passionate for God? I don't feel it, sister. I don't, you know, I don't feel it in me. You know, how can you be uh, passionate for God, brothers and sisters? It's, it's always, you know, searching for God, always wanting to be with God. When I speak to my brothers and sisters, all I do is just talk about Jesus. Sometimes they even tell me, you know, all you do is just talk about Jesus. There's something, you know, there's something, there's got to be something wrong with you. And, and and I'm like, yeah, there's something wrong with me. I'm crazy for God. Because once you, you know, when you love Jesus, when you love God, and you just have a relationship with God, intimate relationship with God that you are in your bedroom, and you pray, and you love God, and you praise God, brothers and sisters, even when you go outside and you talk to someone, you want to talk about God, because this is all, it is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. I mean, we're here to, you know, we're here... To help out, help humans, you know, to come to uh, and, 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 and get safe through Jesus Christ. Praise God. 
We want to, you know, avoid hell. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let me tell you that when Jesus calls our name, brothers and sisters, we better be ready and prepare. Not everyone who says, Lord, 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 Jesus, Jesus, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen? It's not, it's not by words. We've got to be doors also. What the Bible tells us, we should do. It's not only like about one thing, what you would like to get, what you would like to have. Amen. It's just it's about taking up that cross, picking that up that cross, and follow Jesus no matter what. Praise the Lord. Amen. Go Thank you, Lord. Praise to God. I'm still putting the gifts together, but uh, so far, because I, I wanted to do a Bible study about the gifts. In Romans 5.18, uh, says, therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment to condemnation came upon all men. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift unto justification of life came upon all men. The free gift unto justification. This is a gift a justification, brothers and sisters. Each gift, brothers and sisters, has its own uh, uh has his own name and and it's, it does something. And I'll give you an example, uh Romans five sixteen. It is not as it was one and not as it was one by one who sinned, so is the gift for one for the judgment was by one to the condemnation. But the free gift for many offense of justification. They call the same gift a justification. Paul continued to tell them about this gift. Romans one one eleven for a long I, I for I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spirit to give to the end, that ye may be established. Praise the Lord. I talk to people about having gifts to be established in the Lord. These, these gifts are powerful. Praise the Lord. And then Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Here it is. The Holy Spirit is a gift from God, Amen. brothers and sisters. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And and so many gifts we can get, brothers and sisters, from the Lord. A, each gift brings his own benefit into our life. And a lot of people don't have this gift. And you may want to ask. You may want to ask. Here's another gift that I love. This is the gift of eternal life. And it's in Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see that, brothers and sisters, uh, so many gifts are in the Bible, and we want to have them all. We want to ask for these gifts. Amen. Do you have the gift of eternal life? Now I ask. Okay? Some people assume, but do you know if you have it? Have the Lord told you if you have the, the gift of eternal life? You see? Now, Romans 11.29 is what I love. For gift and calling of God are without repentance, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. They are powerful. They are of the Spirit of God. They are given through us to the Spirit of God. And they are without repentance, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. You can look that up and study that. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 12.6. Having the gift different, differing according to the grace that is given unto us, if, if prophecy let us prophesy 
according to a portion of faith. You know that gift also works according to the portion of faith. That's why we need to ask, that's why we need to ask the Lord to increase our faith. That's why the disciple asked the Lord to increase our faith because the Lord sent them to do ministry. But when they came in regarding to 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 praying for that young man to be healed that that father brought to them, Amen. That the demon will throw him some sometime into the fire, sometime it was throwing him around, and they could not rebuke that demon, Amen. And it was one they didn't have the level of faith, and second of all, they were not fasting as they should to do that. And it's just so much, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. First uh, Corinthians one seven. Look what Paul says to the, to the brothers and sisters in Corinthians. So that ye fall behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Even for the coming of Jesus, God expects us to have this gift. Can you believe that? Let me put it in the chat room. Because, you see, it, it, a lot of people ignore these things. Amen. And I've been talking about gift for years now. Thank you, Lord. There you go. First Corinthians one seven. So ye fall behind in no gifts. Paul did not want the church to fall behind on gifts. But today, people don't care. They don't even talk about it. And if they do, they go lightly about it. They don't go in depth about mm -hmm. it. They don't explain them enough. People don't pray for the gift. People are not asking for the gift. And Paul, look at his teaching, what he had. This is one of the greater rabbis after Jesus in the New Testament. So you fall behind and don't give, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, the majority of people waiting for Jesus that are looking for God right now. But they're falling behind on the gift. They're falling behind on the gift. And Paul says that ye fall behind and don't give. Oh, man. We have so much to learn, brothers and sisters. Amen. We have so much to learn. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Corinthians 7, 7. For I, will, I word that all men were even as myself am. For every man has his proper gift of God. One in his manner, another in that. Praise to God. God will give gifts to people, and he'll use them, according to Paul, in different manner, in different mm -hmm. ways, just to explain it better. Praise to God. Thank you, Lord. But God wants us to have these gifts, and God wants us to seek them. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, it's what Paul said. Now concerning the spirit of gift, brethren, I will not have you... Uh, ignorance, hallelujah, and this is one of the things, praise you God, that God don't want us to be ignorant, to have no information about them, not to not to be talking about them or studying them. This is where people should take the Bible and really study about the gift, hallelujah. Now, we know there are so many different gifts, but one thing we need to understand, 1 Corinthians 12, 4, now there are diversity of gifts, but the Spirit Hallelujah. It's the same spirit, says Paul. So know and understand that if God has given you a gift, it is the Holy Spirit that's going to use you through that gift. Uh, when you Amen. hear about any other spirit, be alert immediately. Be concerned. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. And then he said, 1 Corinthians 209, to another by faith, the same spirit, to another by gift or healing, but the same spirit. God can use someone by faith and heal someone, but more powerfully, he can use someone by the gift of healing. Amen. And, and the gift of healing, I tell you, brothers and sisters, it, it, it is much better than just doing it by faith. 
Yes, it requires faith for him to use you. But that gift that 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 gift for healing, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Praise mm-hmm. to God. Praise God. Amen. Uh first Corinthians twelve twenty eight. And God has said some in the church first apostle, secondary prophet, thirdly teacher, after miracle worker, then those with gift of healings, helpers and administrator, those with diversity of tongue. Thank you, Lord. Don't ignore mm-hmm. those other gifts. Because ministry are actually gifts I have shown to people in Ephesians. And I will go there too. First Corinthians twelve thirty. Have all the gift of healing, do all speak in tongue, do all interpret. No. They all don't do that. Praise you God. Can God give it to uh can God give it to everyone who asks? Yes he can. All things are possible Amen. with God. Jesus taught us, brothers Amen. and sisters. Amen. Amen. So God wants us to to, to seek for them. Uh first Corinthians twelve thirty one. But convey uh, earth, uh, earnestly the best gift, and yet show unto you more in an exceedingly way, exceedingly way. Yes, I have all these gifts. Yes, God can use you all these gifts. There's more. There's more an excelling uh, way. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Uh, and then Paul says, "What he mean by that?" And that's very, very important to know. Love, love, love. Thank you. Everything will end. Amen. Prophecy and all that will end. Your gift is not going to end because they are revocable. God will never take it away. You will actually go to eternity with your gift. This is a good thing. You can pray for for gifts right now from the Lord. And when you go to heaven, you have your gift. You go to the millennium, you have your gift. You go to eternity, you have your gift. They are, they are unrevocable, brothers and sisters. They're not taken away. They are not. Look at the fallen angel. Look at Satan and his demon that were falling. They did not lose what they have. They still have it. Praise you, God. But they use, they're using what they're using for evil. That's how mm-hmm. they're using their ability, what God gave them. But it, it, when everything is for God, for the love of God, for the work of God, amen, you can ask for them for sure. Thank you, Jesus. When it's, it's not in your heart, to, you see that God, God knew they were going to fall. Even before he made them, he knew they were going to fall. Some people say, so why did mm-hmm. they why did he make them then if he knew they were going to fall? Okay. Well, God has a plan for everything. And you can ask that, and you can ask him that question in eternity. But I, what I can tell you right now is this. God, when he makes something, he makes it perfect. And he has an, uh, his will is always for good and not for evil. No evil comes from God. Praise the Lord. And so when you ask for these gifts, God gives them to you. Uh, praise the Lord, and when He equip you with this gift, because it's when you receive this this gift of miracle, uh, the gift of miracle healing, and all kinds of gift, it helps you so much in the work of the Lord, brothers and sisters. A lot of people have seen that when we have done a live service, and even here on the Lord's Tower, people have gotten healed, and, and and we lay hand on people, even without laying hand on people, people get healed in such a powerful way. Praise the Lord, and I have people asking me. You know, how is it that God uses you that way? And it's all for the glory of Jesus, but seek for the gift, brothers and sisters. I know better than anyone. We're all the same. We just need the information. Not be ignorant about the gift, but be be an informed. And that's what I've been doing here, informing people. It's in the Word of God, but you don't hear it in churches. I don't know why. Amen. But you don't hear it in churches. First Corinthians 12, uh, 13, 2. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mystery, Okay, in all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountain, but I have no charity, which which means love, I am nothing, says Paul. 
And this is very important to know. As you pray for the gifts, pray for love. Because love comes from, from God, the Father. Okay? Love comes from God. God is love. And when we pray for love, we're praying for God to be in our life, and our heart. Hallelujah. Amen. For the nature of God in our heart, in our life. Because God is love. That's his nature. That is his nature. So when you pray for love, you pray for the nature of God in you, for the nature of Jesus in you, for the nature of the Holy Spirit in you. That's what you're praying for when you're praying for love, for that nature, that pure loving nature of God to be in your heart, to be in your life, okay, to be in your understanding, to be in your walk with God, in your relationship with God, in your relationship with people, where you can love them in spite spite of, brothers and sisters. You can love them. In In that nature of God, you can love them. In that loving nature of God. Praise the Lord. And that's the nature of God's love. And so Paul said, if you don't have that nature of God in you, if you don't have that charity, if you don't have that love, you're nothing. True. If you don't have the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, if you don't have Jesus, if you don't have God in your life, you're nothing. Look at all the Amen. people in hell. They're nothing without God. And they know that. They yep. understand that to the fullest now. They understand that to the fullest. They're nothing without God. And any human being walking on earth without God in their life, they're nothing. Without Jesus mm-hmm. in their life, they're nothing. Praise you, God. We need that nature, uh, presence of God in our life daily, brothers and sisters. So God can Amen. use us and uh, in, in move through us and do uh, his will be done on earth. I said it's done in heaven, brothers and sisters, because that's what God wants us to, to be doing, his will, brothers and sisters. I tell you something. Uh, in heaven, everyone, I th- what I've seen, what, I, what the Lord has revealed to me in all the trip to heaven and all that, and all his revelation of heaven. I have walked in heaven. I have said hi to people. I have talked to to I have talked to angels, archangels. I have talked to seraphim. I have talked to Jesus in his throne, different occasion. I talking with the Father. Praise the Lord. I even share that I seen the Father, and I don't even like to go in there. Some people want to please describe the Father to me. Praise the Lord. Well, and praise well, God. God. And and I tell you, I've been in and out of his throne. The Lord Jesus personally had come and taken me out of my body. And, and, and before I even entered the throne, I said, Lord, uh, and I had stopped. And the Lord said, don't be afraid, my son. I'm going in with you. Because, oh, my goodness, that glorious throne. It, the fear is, what, what, what about if I sin when I was sleeping? He's going to kill me. He's going to destroy me. <laughs> you got that fear in you. And that's okay to have that fear because you don't want to offend God. And before mm-hmm. Jesus... That night when Jesus came in to take me to the, to the throne of the Father, um, before we entered the throne, I stopped. And Jesus looked back to me and said, don't fear, my, my son. I'm going in with you. And I'm like, Lord, he said, don't fear. Don't fear. I'm going in with you. And, and so he Thank went God. in with me to the throne. I tell you, it, it, I knew Father God was right there on my right Jesus was right in front of in front of me, and the Holy Spirit was right there. The Holy Spirit is it's so sweet. Jesus looks so beautiful, and the Father, I could only I Aww. knew the, the image of the Father was there. I though I have seen the Father, I tell you, praise you God, Hallelujah. That's the awesome. Father had even joked with me, brothers and sisters. The Father had joked with me. He knows how we <laughs> feel. He knows that 
I like to joke sometimes, and I know I offend people sometimes when I joke around about something, but nothing bad, nothing bad. I like to joke about things, but it's that that gift of joking, God has given it to me. I was born with it, and God has given that to me. And I can joke with Jesus. I can joke with the Father, and they understand, and, and we laugh. Praise you, Lord. But some human, uh, they're not used to that. Praise the Lord, and my wife tells me, you got to be careful when, when you talk with people. Praise the Lord. But it, it's, 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 a, it's a gift in my life that God has given me, brothers and sisters. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. But Father God okay. is a loving, caring Father. I can tell you. He's a loving, caring Father. Amen. And although he's very angry at the sin of humanity right now, you know, it's like people say down here, I hate to destroy the earth, but he knows he has no choice because he's holy. He's holy. He's pure. There's no sin in his throne. There's no sin in him at all. And so he's so holy. And, and, and so he's going to establish everything in the base of holiness, his own holiness. And when he made everything in the beginning, when he made Adam and Eve, they were perfect. There was no sin in them. When he made his angel... His archangel and everything he made, perfect, brothers and sisters. No sin at all. Thank no God. sin at all. And, brothers and sisters, my goodness, I, I have I have understand something. I spoke about a testimony of someone being taken to heaven and went beyond heaven and saw other heaven beside heaven. And to me it was like it was a young boy who was uh, – I think no more than seven. He was below seven, seven-year-old, and God took him to the third heaven. He went. He said in, in the revelation of God, this young man, boy, he went and saw another heaven, another heaven, and another heaven, and everything was holy, 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 holy. And I said, but the Bible only talks about the third heaven. I said, it, don't, it, it talks about the third heaven. And, and one of the things I share with people, I, I see heaven where the Father is as a planet. The second level is another planet. The first level is another planet. Jesus is on all three levels, and so God is on all three levels, but it says the third heaven. When it says the third heaven, as Paul says, well, that tells you there are three, because it's a third. And some people down here have said, no, it means that the air on top of us is the first, then comes the second, and then the third. No, that's not, that's not what it means. Amen? But in the heaven of God, there's a third heaven. It doesn't talk about the... the that's not how people have explained it over the year. Praise God that I that I that I that I that I that I ask the Lord because He knows everything. Down here, people know nothing. Is what I like to tell people. I tell you why. Um, my grandmother was Catholic, and I I my grandmother made sure she sent us to the Catholic church, and I did my first communion, and we used to go to this uh, uh, Bible study, Catholic Bible study, and the teacher told us. Uh, what happened in heaven was Satan went and, and had all those angels follow him. And this is what she said. One day, Father God took it high, took, took it uh, raincoat, and went up to, to, for vacation. And, and Satan took advantage that God went to, for vacation and went and talked to all the, to the angels to follow him and all that. And we grew up with those stories in our, in our mind. As kid, you know. They tell you that Santa Claus is real, that all these all these stories, and you grew up believing all this garbage, because that's what it is, garbage of the devil. 
in 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 when when I came in relationship with the Lord, or the Lord brought me in relationship with Him, to better say it because that's exactly how it happens. See, we didn't choose Him; He chose us. Just to to, to explain it better, praise the Lord. And I said, Lord, where were you when Satan went about talking to these angels to, for them to leave heaven? And, and the Lord says to me, I was where I always been, in my throne, watching the, watching everything. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that was new to me because I was thought different in church. In Catholic Church, I was taught different. The story that they gave up was a lie, a lie, a pure lie as children, okay? And I have to I have to ask the Lord about everything because I've been taught so much lie growing up in school, in church, especially in church. So much garbage I've been taught over the year that my life has been, since Jesus came to my life, has been asking him about everything, because everything in this earth, brothers and sisters, the majority of things we know is a lie. Is a lie. And there's even teaching in churches that are not of God. That are not of God. There are teaching in churches that are leaving people to hell. Leading people to hell away from God. Okay? Mm -hmm. And if you don't yeah. know the Lord, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, that's exactly what those teachings are going to lead people. Okay, that's exactly, that is exactly, I only share with people, praise you God, that they are human on this earth, that are not of God, okay, and, and, and they're demons in human body, and the Lord, mm -hmm. the Lord showed me, took me in the spirit and showed me them in churches, churches, they're participating, they're playing music in churches, and they're demons, now, how, how would people know that? Unless they seek the Lord to reveal these things to them, brothers and sisters. Amen. There's just so much stuff down here, okay, to mislead people away from God, from the presence mm -hmm. of God. That's why the Lord spoke with me, and the Lord was very serious about this last year, or the year before, a couple of years, over a couple of years now. My son, go back to the older Bible. Get yourself an older Bible. Those like 1600, 1800 Bible. And I said, okay, okay, Lord, I'll go back. And I bought it, one of the first King James, a big Bible, big, huge Bible, King James Bible, a, a 1603, I believe it is. I bought a Geneva, a, a 1508 Geneva, huge Bible, okay? But when you read those Bible, you won't believe how happy Jesus is. How happy the Holy Spirit is in your life when you start Amen. reading the Bible. Okay? When the Lord talked to me about this, I said, I don't care how much I need, I need to pay for this Bible, three, four hundred bucks. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay it. Praise the Lord, and the Lord will provide. And I, when I ordered that King James, it was around $300 for that Bible because it's a huge Bible. And the cheaping is over $59. But I tell you, brothers and sisters, when you start reading that Bible, you won't believe the joy the Holy Spirit will give you, the, the happy Jesus is. He gets so happy because you're reading the pure, the, the pure, closest to pure word you can read. Okay? 
It's a pure thing. I I read people uh, a couple of years ago some of, some of the things out of that Bible. And people were like, "Wow, we want to hear more, brother Elby. What a what an anointing, what a blessing, those Bible are." And I, I I'm I was thinking, Lord, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and start getting back into those Bible. I got them in 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 here in my kitchen, one of my drawers, and I can just go get one and, and start reading from the Bible. And you won't believe the, the difference. Talk, it tells you the departing of the rapture. Those Bible point to the rapture more clear than the new Bible we have from the 60 and 50, brothers and sisters. You won't believe how clear they point out to the rapture. That's why Jesus told me, my rapture is biblical. It's biblical mm-hmm. and it's true. It's true. These new Bible are, are, are mis, misleading people away from the rapture. The wording is different. I mean, I heard rabbi that they give the Bible when they when they translate a Bible, they give it a number. The higher number is the better number. The lower number they give the word. Okay, when they translate the Torah from from Moses, they give it a, the highest number possible because each word God gave to Je- Jesus gave to Moses are so accurate that they get the higher number. Okay, and every rabbi that comes afterward can check the translation. They have translated it to English. They're, they're translating the Bible, rabbi, in the latest years, and I went and looked at the Bible. Praise the Lord. They're trying to translate it pure because over the years, the Catholic Church and all these religious identity have translated the Bible in a way that is religious more than true. And the number they give them is very low, very poor translation. Praise the Lord. And so when you go back to this first early English Bible, you won't believe how, how joyful the Lord will be in your life, how joyful the Holy Spirit will be in your life, and how much he will fill your life. You want to go back. I'm telling you, you want to go back. You really, I was listening to this man of God. He, he talks about the Bible. And he talks about how the name of God, Jehovah, has been removed from the Bible over the years of translation, where it just gone from Jehovah to God. And he can tell you over 300 times, okay, for a period less than 100 years, the name Jehovah God has been removed out of the Bible over 300 times, okay? Wow. He has in his note. And he he made a video on YouTube about this. I I looked him up and I found him. I said, "Oh my goodness, this is the translation of the Bible had been confusing people so much, and it just move it moved people away from truly knowing God and having that relationship with God that we have to have. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is not just a spirit. He is a person. Jesus is a person." God is amen. a person. God is a spirit. Amen. You hear about the image of God. It's an image of a person. He can take any image, but he can take the image also of a person. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. There are three. There are three, says John, that give witness amen. to heaven. The Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. But now go after the word witness. What does witness mean? Witness is you tell. This is when you tell about yourself. Okay, when you can tell about yourself, it's a witness. 
When you witness about Jesus, when you can tell great things about that person, you can identify that person to other people. God can identify himself with people. Okay? He can. The Holy Spirit can identify himself with people. For sure. Didn't God made all? Wasn't all made through him? By him? Of course it was. Of course it was. So God can relate to you. Jesus can relate to your pain and suffering. And he can come for you. And he can come to you. And he can talk to you. Praise your God. He can have a close relationship with you. Well, in the, in the new translation, that doesn't seem possible. It seems like a miracle. When that was normal in the old age. That was normal. I mean, I heard this testimony of this sister from Russia, from the city in Russia called the Holy Spirit. Where Jesus used to come in person during the worship service. And the people in the church, not just one or two, almost the entire, at one time the entire church, it was less left after after year went by that, that was seeing Jesus. Amen. The elder was always seeing Jesus, talking to him like a person. That's the relationship with how they have with Jesus, brothers and sisters. And the testimony, even when Hitler tried to invade Russia, and he tried in that great winter he had that all his all his machine were destroying, most of his men were killed. That was God. That Jesus Jesus appeared to them at that time in a service and told them he there will not be a bullet shooting this city, my city. Okay? The temple is still there, the city is still is still there where Jesus appeared. I don't know if he appearing now there, but he used to appear there almost in every single service to those people. They had a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus. Well, you talk to people about this and say, wow, I would like that. Like it seemed impossible. When Jesus taught in his teaching that all things are possible with God. So all these reality, reality of Jesus, the witness of him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, not, it's not seen anymore much. It's not that people are not having it. There are people having it on earth right now, but very few. Very few. And the Lord would like to appear to more. He would like to have this type of relationship with people, but they don't believe. They don't believe mm -hmm. in the relationship with God is by faith. It's by Amen. faith. You, Anyone that comes to God, and I'm, I'm going to call you the Bible on this right now. I'm going to go into the Bible in Hebrew. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hebrew 11. Watch what Hebrew 11 says. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 11, 1. Before I go to 6, I want to remind people of this. Now faith is the ground of things which are hoped for in the evidence of things which are not seen. Evident. Brother Harvey, this is exactly what I'm talking about, brothers and sisters. The evidence of things not seeing, that's the evidence of Jesus appearing to your life, to your home, to have supper with you. That's the evidence of him coming to you, to your life. For by it, our elders were all reported of. What did the elders say? We've seen the Lord. We walk with the Lord. We ate fish with Jesus. That's what they say. That's exactly what they say. Though, though through faith we understand the word was ordained by the word of God, so that the things which we see are not made of the things we uh, which they appear. 
By faith, Abel offered unto God great sacrifice and came by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of, of his of his gifts by which faith he also being uh, uh, dead yet spake. Okay, you know that Cain had gifts. I'm sorry, Abel had gifts. Thank you, Lord. By faith, Abel offered unto God a greater sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts. Imagine God telling people, you know that Abel had gifts. What was his mm -hmm. gifts? Now you ask. What was Abel's gifts? God tells you that Abel had gifts, and God testified of it. Now, is it important to have gifts now? <laughs> Man, this what keeps getting—it it keeps getting better, keeps getting better, brothers and sisters. It's Thank you, Lord. Faith. Amen. Thank you, Lord. It's by faith, and He wants us to have faith, brothers and sisters. That's what He wants us to have: faith, Hallelujah, in Him. Thank you, Lord, in His Son Jesus, in God, the Father. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And by which faith he also uh, being dead, yeah. Okay? God is saying, he's dead, but he's still speaking. The dead speaking. The walking dead. No. This is Abel. This is about Abel. And yet his testimony still speaks of him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Lord. By faith was Enoch translated, that he should not see dead. Neither he was found, for God translated him. For before he was translated, he was reported of that he had pleased God. Who reported that he had pleased God? God did. God did. Or could have been the people, too, that said, oh, man, this man is a man of God. I am a witness of that. God used him to touch my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It was reported. That he had pleased God. That Enoch pleased God. That he was a great man of God. But he walked with God. He was translated. Praise the Lord. Now, the, the word translated is not the same as the word transform. Amen. And I'm going to look that word and compare it in the, in the older Bible. Because a lot of the things just sound differently. Praise your God. But I'm going to compare uh, because the Bible talks in like an example. I was talking about the star being an angel. But if you go back to the older Bible, you find you find more proof to that. Because none of the word are the word are not translated to mislead you, but they are translated to lead you. You see the difference with, with new translation and the old translation. The old translate translation word of God are translated to lead you to God to the truth. Mm -hmm. The new translator are not that leading, okay? Because even the word departing is translated to not where people are leaving with God, but they're actually staying, okay? Um, I forgot the, the new translation, but I'm going to look it over. And, and the word departed, it doesn't say departed. It doesn't say leaving, because that's what departed means, leaving or going somewhere, okay? Going somewhere to meet the Lord in the air. You know, the old, the old Bible tells you that. Exactly will tell you will tell you that departing. Amen. I believe I even find it in the old King James. But in the new King James, 
In the old King James, I have it has it. In the new King James, it don't have departed. Okay, it don't have the word uh, departed anymore. So what happened with the word? They ate it. They ate it because it's not there. Go ahead, Sister Carla. Let me look up that word real quick. Amen. Praise God. Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How's, how's Mama? Lord, give me faith in every area of my life. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing to ask. Praise God. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. I told the Lord, although I have not seen your face, I love you, and I do believe in you without doubting. You know that things like that, Jesus likes, brothers and sisters. That's what the Lord likes. Praise the Lord. Give me more love. Praise God. Lord, I ask for the gift of more love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Receive it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Here it is. Here it is, Hallelujah. the word. Thank you, Jesus. Here it is. And this is the first century, first century King James, okay? So it, 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 within a hundred-year translation of the King James, look what it says. Second Thessalonians 2, 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for the day shall not come. Unless there there come a falling away first, and the man I seen will be revealed, the son of perdition. That is a that word right there. I don't know how they got to that. Okay, praise your Lord, falling away, because that is not the true translation of the word of God, and I can show it to you right now. Praise your God. Okay, here's what the Geneva 1599 say. Okay, this is about 400 years ago. The Geneva, four, 500 years ago, I'm sorry. Okay, it says that almost 500, over 400. Let no man deceive you by any means, for the day shall not come. It said there are a, comes a departing first, which means which mean rapture, in that no man, then the man has seen be the close, even the son of perdition. How do they got from the rapture to really leaving the church in the tribulation? How do they got there? How do they got from people going home in the rapture to people staying in the tribulation? Because that's what they're telling people. Oh, people will stay in the tribulation. That's why you got all these churches believing that they're going to end up in the tribulation. Where do they get it? Is there a new translation Bible that they get it from? Okay? They're being misleaded by the Bible translator. Hallelujah. Okay? They're being misleaded by the new translation of the King James organization, brothers and sisters. They're being misleaded by it, by all these printer companies that are printing the Bible. And before they do, they got these people changing the word. God have mercy for their soul. Because in the moment they do this, their name mm-hmm. are erased out of the book of life. This is the danger. They get in themselves. In the moment they change that word and they change the meaning, their name is erased out of the book of life. But some of them don't care because they're demon. That's why they're, they're already going to they're already going to the lake of fire. But they don't care. They don't care. But we have to care because we care about our relationship with God, brothers and sisters. Amen. I, I told a lot of people get a get a Geneva fifteen ninety nine. They they got 
2008 New Geneva Translation from the 1599. Easy to read, easy to under, understand. They got it on Amazon and eBay on the Internet. Just just Google it or, or, or put it on Yahoo. Put it, put it, put it anywhere. In search and put it on your search engine and just search search for the New Geneva New Translation of the, from the 1599 and that will help you so much. But if you get if you can get yourself one of these older Bible from back then, get it, have it in your Bible collection. I tell you, it is just such a blessing to your life. You'll see how happy the Lord will be in your life, how much love will fill your life. People have written to me, Brother Elvie, since I got the 1599 Geneva Bible, I feel the Lord so close to me. His presence is in me every day now. And I see, you see? Beautiful. You see? Praise you God. See, I'm, I'm so happy what what the Lord is doing. The Lord brought that to my life, and I had shared this with people. And now people are being filled with the presence of the Lord daily because they're reading the Geneva Bible, the 1599. Praise the Lord. And they don't want to read another Bible. I had a sister. She went to visit a church and saw the pastor wife. Told them, hey, you should have the Geneva. They love to read the Bible. Said, you should read the Geneva Bible. And she gave them a copy of the Geneva. Brothers and sisters, if you can do that, if you can give people, shalom, brother Lee, if you can give people a copy of the Geneva 1599, do so. Give them a copy of the 1599 Geneva. You'll see how much the life will be blessed. Especially if they're Christian and they want to be close with the Lord, you won't believe how much they will be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the presence of God in their life. And they will be so happy you told them that. You gave them that Bible. A lot of people need to have that Geneva 1599 because I'm telling you, they will have so much presence of God in their life. Thank you, Lord. They'll come so close in their relationship with Jesus. They'll say, oh, my goodness. What a blessing has been. Praise you, Lord. We need to read the pure word. I'm telling you, when I read this Amen. Bible, the presence of the Lord is so real. My goodness, the Lord is so happy. When I read those older Bible, they're old. But I tell you, the word is more pure. They, they don't say falling away. They say departing. They point to Jesus and his rapture clearly. But this new Bible, oh, my goodness, it's so sad. But it's been the work of the devil. It's the devil trying to mislead God's people. That's what the word says. If the day are not shortened, even the elect will be misleading. Okay, he will try to make them fall. Hallelujah. And you want you want to, brothers and sisters, uh, you want to be closer with the Lord and not be misleading at all. Go ahead, Sister Carla. Thank Amen. you. That is so true. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Talking about gifts, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Praise God. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. When the Lord gives you a gift, brothers and sisters, use it to serve one another. Remember that Jesus Christ came to serve. And he is he's our he's our God. He's God Almighty. He came to serve. We gotta do the same thing. We have to follow Jesus' footsteps. Amen. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That was a gift. What a marvelous, what a beautiful gift Jesus Christ 
That was uh, that was a big gift, brothers and sisters. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now listen to this on First Corinthians twelve seven verse eleven. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the uh, utterance of wisdom, and to another the uh, utterance of knowledge, according to the same Spirit, to another faith, by the same Spirit, to another gift of healing, by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between the spirits, to another various kinds, kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, which is beautiful. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Isn't that beautiful? That's in James 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So praise the Lord. Amen. When the Lord gives you a gift, praise God. It's coming from above. Coming down from the Father of lights. Wow. With whom there is no variation of shadow due to change. James 1, verse 17. Amen. Praise the Lord. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, the Lord the Lord hears us, brothers and sisters. We know that we have the request that we have asked of him. 1 John 5, verse 15. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. A prophecy in proportion to our faith. Having faith. Also, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Praise God. And praise the Lord. Receive it in Jesus' name. Sister House Mama, the gift of uh, 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 to empower your faith, the gift to empower uh, the gift of love that you ask Jesus, believe it and receive it in Jesus' name. Any other brothers and sisters, the Lord... Praise God. He He gives us gift. And believe it. Ask, ask, and you will receive. Ask in your prayers, brothers and sisters. Ask, and you will receive it. But with faith, remember, with faith, because it is impossible to please God without faith. Amen? We have to have faith. We have to believe it. And you will receive it. Praise the Lord. We have an awesome God. God is a big God. Brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Now listen, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. Isaiah 55, 8, verse 9 declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's the God we got. We have a big, big God. Nothing is impossible for God. Therefore, you believe and you trust God. Amen? And you will receive it. But also, remember, ask right. 
Amen. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's the God we got. When we praise God, brothers and sisters, and we feel that glory of God, oh, my goodness, it is so powerful. Imagine when we go to heaven and and, and all things that we don't know here, brothers and sisters, secrets, mysteries, that God will reveal that to us in heaven. And it's very important, brothers and sisters, to have gifts here. What you are going to have here, brothers and sisters, you will also will be taking that to heaven. Amen. When God gives you something, it's yours. You will also have it in heaven. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Brother Elby. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so Hebrews 11, 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that God is, and that he is a rewarder of them that seek him. You see, uh, some people, when they come to God, they, they are more taught that God is more like a religion. So in their imagination, in their heart and mind, they see Jesus as just as a religion, not as a person. Abraham saw him as a friend, person. So when G- when Jesus would come to Abraham, even though he'll talk to Abraham and maybe Abraham to a dream, and maybe he didn't see it. Abraham. The Bible did not say he saw him in the dream, but still he considered God a person. He considered him his friend, and so he, Abraham believed that he was that God was someone, someone, and so the Lord came to Abraham in the middle of the day with two other angels, and Abraham knew he was talking to his Lord, Lord and Master. Praise your Lord. And Abraham invited him to stay and wash his feet and feed him and all that. And the Lord could not say no to Abraham because Abraham did it out of love, out of friendship, out of relationship. And every time you believe of Jesus this way, he can come to your house, and if you offer him something, he, he'll, he'll have it, he'll take it, he'll receive it. Thank you, Lord, because you're considering him a friend, brothers and sisters. You know he's your God, but he's a humble person. You just have to believe him. Believe that he is. Don't walk not believing. Not believing, but believe that he is. Praise your God. And that's what the the, the writer here said, but without favor it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God. That's when you approach Mm -hmm. him. That's when you are in relationship. He that cometh to God must says the writer, which were angels, believe that God is, that God is, and that he is a rewarder of them that seek them. I love it. Amen. This man of God was taken to heaven, and he saw the, the, the book of Hebrew in heaven, and he saw angels wow. going by, you know, he's reading it. And he asked the angel about this book, who, who was the writer, and the angel looked at him and smiled and said, it was us. It was us. Wow. And That's he beautiful. was like, What? How come no one knows this? A lot of people have tried to attribute this book to, to Paul, some of it to Peter, 
and, and they don't know it was an angel. They, they don't know how much angels are involved. It's like the woman in Revelation 12. Twelve starred. She had 12 stars on her. Those are 12 angels. But whoever knew that? And then John says, God has sent his angel. He had an angel with him through his ministry. There. Praise you God helping him. And and unless you got that revelation, unless you got that knowledge, you got that relationship with God, you will not know these things. It's like people have received angels without knowing, the Bible says. Amen? Without knowing. But I remember, I remember when the Lord brought me to the knowledge about angels. And back in 2007, I was visiting upstate New York. And, and there was an angel the Lord sent to comfort me and talk to me. Praise you, God. And I knew she was an angel. The, the, the people that was with me didn't know she was an angel. But they ended up finding out by information that she was an angel. But I already knew. And I was laughing, and I was telling them I knew. So how do you know? Because I knew. The Lord started giving me the revelation about angels among us, and that he sends angels all the time, and he has sent angels to help people. Praise you, God. And and that's why he said the message to the to the angel of Teotira and the angel of Philadelphia. These are angels, and people say pastor. Yeah, they were pastors. Yeah, they were in the ministry. Pastor, pastoral ministry is also a gift. I share that with people. And that was a gift they had to do ministry. And in one of the last revelations, the Lord taking me to heaven, I spoke with an angel who were human down here. And, and they were laughing, and they were they were happy. Yes, that they're the angel pastor today. Of course they are. Praise the Lord. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just to give you an idea. Yes, of course they are. God uses them. Mm-hmm. And one of the th- one of the things the father says to Larry about this was when God asked, when Larry asked the father, the Lord was revealing this to me, and Brother Larry asked the father, said, Father, why do you have angel come and and do this type of work and all that? He said because you know uh, human have have a lot of problem down there with the with the enemy and all that. So my angels are much stronger, and they can they can withstand the the, the devil and his scheme and his evil much better than humans. So God has sent an angel with mission and, and so much to help humanity. And he told him, I have, I've been doing that since the beginning, he says, sending his angel to help out humans down there. Praise the Lord. Because he actually asked him about these angels that are pastor. And, and, and did you mm-hmm. see they also have their own struggle because they do. Okay? And you do have their own struggle. It's just kind of know what I'm talking about. They all have their own struggle. <laughs> their, their work is difficult. Almost as human, not not quite the same. I want to explain that, Amen. Because the Lord has given me much information in regard to that. They, they're, they're, it's hard for them also to serve God down here because they're in a human body and they got limitation like human do. Praise you, God. They can overcome those limitations by really committing to the Lord, and and they do. They love Jesus, and when they when they become close with God, they are very strong. And the walk, one thing the Father says to Larry was the angels that are in human body, uh, they are much stronger than humans, much stronger. They can withstand much more of the of the, of the enemy than human can. You want to say anything about that, brother? Oh, yeah. And you don't have to say name. You can just say, you know, explain. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, I understand. Yes. Um, yes, the Lord was letting me know. 
that, um, uh, you know, some about, about angels, brothers and sisters, it, he was letting me know uh, angels that are, that, are, that are humans here, that they go through suffering, okay? Uh, but the important thing that caught my, you know, my eye, my heart, what the Lord was letting me know was that when these angels go back, okay, to heaven, brothers and sisters, their reward, you know what they're looking for? is Jesus. That's that's the reward that they're looking for. The Lord let me know that. Yes, the biggest sir. reward that they're looking for is me, daughter, Jesus. Amen. And I Amen. said, wow, you know, because I was, you know, it's, you think like that, that, you know, heaven is beautiful, right? And, and you picture, okay, mansions there and, and uh, a, a lot of beautiful things I can imagine, you know. Um, but then what it, what it just, it, it took my, uh, uh, got my attention was that Jesus said that. And I said, mm-hmm. absolutely, amen, praise God. Yes, Lord, you are the king of kings. And that's what the that's what the angels desire, and they they come here to help out the humans, amen. And um, and praise God for that. Praise mm. God for that, brothers and sisters, because you know they come and 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 help out. They they do a spiritual warfare and um and, and some other things. There are a lot of uh, a lot of angels. Uh, I only know a little bit. The Lord has shared a little bit about that to me, and um. Uh, you know what they do here. Some of them are amazing. You know, is is their jobs, uh, their tasks that that Jesus have sent them down here to do is uh, to help our humans. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. That's true. And, they, and, uh, they, and, and praise, praise God. Mostly, mostly the family too. Uh, the Lord has revealed that they they and the family that they are born into. They they are to help out the family to to come to the Lord and the Lord knew that the yes. family needed an angel among them to help them out. Okay, and usually they they all become to the knowledge of the Lord almost right away or in time. That's another thing where they need to trust the Lord. The Lord before he sent before he send them down, he also tells them how it's, how difficult it's going to be, but he also tells them that. He is going to help them, help them. Because if I say, Lord, how would I become to the knowledge of you? Don't worry, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll make that happen. You, you'll become to know me when you're a human on earth. And that's always the question. They are mission angels also, mission. Yes. Those, are the one, those are the ones that can take a form of a human, and they just temporarily come to to to, to do a mission or do something. Sometimes... Uh, God, God can use them to test people. A lot of people don't even know. Sometimes a homeless person can can come and ask you for money, and mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's an, can be an angel, okay? And the person is a beggar is asking you for money, and you're like, not having money, you say no. And that was just only a test on your life. And so please be open to that. Be open because it's going to happen. I, I was driving one time. And this guy, I remember in one of the one of the back row, um, he asked me for a ride, 
and and this was the time when the Lord was working with me about this. And he asked me for a ride, and I stopped. Before I gave him a ride, I was thinking, should I give this guy a ride? What happened if the guy robbed me or, or something or pulled out a knife or something? And I was nervous, but the Lord was working, and trust me, my son, trust me. And a, a lot of us would need to get to that level, need to get to the level of trusting the Lord when the Lord wants you to give a ride to someone. And I tell you this, after I give him the ride, when I drop him off, when I turn around, to, he, he took off. He just, boom, took off. He was an angel. And I tell you, I, I turned, I was like, oh, man, what a test <laughs> this was. It was an angel. He just took off. And, and, and yep. Amen. I, I tell you, to me, it was like, I know the Lord was testing me. Because he was. He was testing me on this. Amen. And my goodness, to me, it was really like, okay, you, you did this test on me. Now I know you're using angel this way. Okay, you need to reveal me more about this. I need to be more informed about this. I'm very ignorant in regard to the topic of angel or knowing more information about them and all that. I need you to, because a lot of people don't know that in a daily life as a Christian, God can be testing them with angel, and they don't even know. They got no idea as an angel. They just look at that person, think it's a human, and, and the angel could turn around and laugh and say, she don't even know I'm an angel, or he don't even know I'm an angel. But it's a test. You know, they're here in obedience to do, to do that test. And God is just testing you. So you always want to check with God when you get approached by people out of the sun in the street or somewhere, and you feel that it's a weird encounter that you're having. Well, that weird encounter can be an angel from God, and God is testing you. Praise the Lord. Amen. He will die. And the Lord has said to me about these tests that God, as long as we are here on this earth, in this body, he is going to continue to test us to the moment we are taken out. Actually, this place is more, it's mostly called testing place. Earth is like a testing center. Just to give you an example of how the Lord has revealed earth to me. Earth is like a big testing center. You can see that from the moment man was made, Adam and Eve were made, the testing began. I'll give you an example. When Adam was made, there was not a, in all the animals, everything God made, there was not a companion for, for Adam. There the test began. There the test began for Adam immediately, for human beings. There was not a companion. What did God have to do? Put him to sleep to make him a companion. He had no idea what God was doing. Had no idea. He needed to trust God right away. That he needed to trust him right away. God put him to sleep. Brought Eve. Now, he's happy with Eve. Everything is going well. She got a nice sunny day every day. Praise you, God. They're enjoying the garden. What comes into the garden? A serpent. Satan is in that serpent. Satan is that serpent. Or is in that serpent. Praise you, God, because it was a serpent, but Satan was in a serpent, too. Praise you, God. Out of all the animals, he chose a serpent to use against Eve. There comes a test. There's Adam and Eve being tested again. Why? Because when God made earth, that's what God made earth for, to test man. You're only going to come out of this test. You can get break on these tests. The Lord can give you a week's days of tests, but a lot of us are being tested every day single day. God can be sending angels to your life every single day to test you, and you don't even know. 
Okay. Yeah, very true. He, and he can be doing that. He can be doing every day, every single day. Right when you turn around, there's an angel talking to you. You have no idea. Praise your God. Praise your Lord. And it's just a test for your life. So please, uh, God expect us to pass these tests. Okay, brothers and sisters? Okay. God expect us to pass these tests. Okay. Amen. And if, if, if you want to ask the Lord to help you, to encourage you through angels, for him to encourage you, the Lord can do that. He'll send them to, to encourage you too. Because the Lord sent one angel to encourage me. Okay? And she spoke about my ministry to me, and, and it was like God directly using the angel. They are they're so close to God that God will speak through them so clear, my goodness, so wonderful when they speak to you, brothers and sisters. Amen? So um, I tell you, um, just just believe and ask God. Believe and ask God that, that he'll send angel to, to at one time, because this happens to me, and the Lord Jesus rebuked me, was in a church. Uh, uh, it was a church uh, in in that church. This never happens to me. But the minister that was supposed to be preaching that, fr- that Friday in that church uh, said that the the, the the Lord sent, uh, sent hundreds of angels, and one of the angels, while he was preaching with a microphone in his hand, and I was just sitting in the church, the angel said to him, the Lord wants L.B. Zapata to speak tonight, to minister tonight. And, and, the, and the pastor called me. And he says, L.B., I, 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 I can see the angel talking to me right now. Okay? And he... He wants you. He, God wants to use you to minister tonight, to pray over people. And I'm like, you know, that was one of those nine that I didn't feel like doing ministry. I just want to go to church and sit down and listen. But the Lord told him through the angel that he wanted me to minister. Praise you, God. And, and, you know, God is always testing us. Hallelujah. And, you know, he went and grabbed me by the hand. Actually, one of the angels grabbed me by the hand. Okay, and I can feel the angel's hand, brothers and sisters. Okay, and brought me forward to because I was like hesitant, like no, I, you know. And but you know, if the Lord wants, I'll be obedient. I said, but you know, I didn't really want it to. I just said, but if the Lord wants me to do, I'm gonna do it. And the angel grabbed me by the hand, and he was looking at the angel, grabbing me by the hand, and brought me forward to lay lay hand on people. Praise to God. And it, one of those nine that with the Lord just wanted to. Uh, bring people down to the floor and touch them or heal them or, you know, whatever, whatever people was asking the Lord, the Lord just wanted to heal them or or, or deliver them or, or or do mighty things, brothers and sisters, in their life. Praise God. And he did it. He did it. It was such a powerful, powerful service. But in one of the services, uh, an angel touched me for, uh, by the direction of the Lord, and I felt the power and, and and it was so powerful that I said, oh, uh, I said I said like I said wow, thank. I was saying like thank you to the angel, and the Lord the Lord rebuked me. The Lord says no, it is I, it is I, and it's because if the Lord used an angel, it, the glory still goes to Him. This is what people can misunderstand the message of angel, and that's why I got to be very careful when I talk about angels, because people can like John wants to prostrate and and. 
and worship the angels. And no, don't do you such a thing, John. I'm a servant. I'm a servant like you. He says in Revelation 19. You know, some people can get confused. It happens all the time, brothers and sisters. All the time. All the time. I I had a brother that he ended up actually backsliding because he was such a mighty man of God. But his message was about angels. But he 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 got so close to the angels and all that, and it was all about angel that he he got all confused about it. Okay, and just like John, he just wanted to like worship the angel. You cannot do that. That's a sin. That is a sin. The Lord would not be happy if you do that. He would not be happy. The Lord Jesus gets all the glory. He died on the cross. He's God. God gets all the glory. Okay, God gets all the glory. No angel, no man, okay. no, no creation of God gets the glory. That's why when people say, I'm an angel, you say, okay, that's great. I'm glad I'm glad that you know that you're an angel. Okay, I'm glad God revealed that to you, but let's move on about Jesus. You need to Amen. say that. You need to move on about Jesus. <laughs> exactly. don't, don't, give, don't give the glory of Jesus to any angel or any man or anyone or any creation. We are all yes. servants. Of God. That's why the angel told John, I'm a servant like you. We are all servant of God, brothers and sisters. We are all servant of God. We are all servant of God. You, you don't go beyond that. You don't take the message beyond that. When someone does, I get very nervous. Because I, I had a brother telling me, I'm an angel. And he went about this. like, And I said, look. Amen. I said, look, be very careful. You're telling people that you're an angel. Okay, be very careful. All glory goes to Jesus. You be careful because you can have people up there. You tell them they're, they're religious. They're religious. And you tell them you're an angel, they're going to get on their knees and worship you and kiss your feet. Okay, that's oh, a sin. Right? That's a sin. You're, you're making sin. You sin before God. My goodness. Carla, go ahead and tell them about this, Sister Carla. Oh, yeah. The Lord was letting me know about that. The Lord was saying, you know, um, Daughter, okay. When someone knows is an angel and 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 tells, okay, that that person is an angel, you're making is 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 how can I say it? Um, this person is glorifying himself, okay. Worship, kind of like uh, uh, because you know when. If you know that someone is an angel, you're gonna go, oh wow, you know, would you please pray for me and and um, uh, praise God, someone is sending me a message. Uh, be very careful, brothers and sisters, because you don't want you don't want uh, the angel to be an idol. You don't want to put an idol, okay, in your life. We are all servants, and the law was uh, he was not happy. He was not happy about that. He was letting me know when you when you preach, you preach about the gospel. You preach about Jesus. Okay, you let them know that, and and or anyone, praise God, that knows that is an angel. You, you know, let them know that you preach about me, about Jesus, because it is about Jesus. Praise God that God, you know, sent angels to help out humans and all that, brothers and sisters, you know. But God created them. Amen. Amen. He created angels. He, crea- he created heaven and earth. He created everything. And all the yes. glory and honor is for Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Amen. We servants of, of God, we don't take anything. No. Because we we are servants of God. He created you. He created me. He created angels. He created archangels. He created everything. That's why he deserves the honor and the glory. Mm. And he was he was upset about that. He was sad. He's letting me know because he said, you know, daughter, when when somebody knows that that person is an angel and this angel is start talking about the things that I have given, okay? Because God gives angels gifts, okay? And and that person decides to talk about the gift and about this and you know and this and this and that and and the whole story about that. People are gonna fall. People are gonna worship that person. And their focus is just going to be so-and-so. It's going to be that person's name. It's not going to be Jesus. Oh, 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 if Jesus is giving you that, I would like to have it too. How, what can I do tonight to get that gift too? Be careful. Be careful, brothers and sisters. Okay. The Bible, I, I was going to read something here really quick. Um, for the Scripture says, he will order his angels to protect and guard you. Okay, to protect and guard you. That's on uh, Luke 4, verse 10. Amen? And uh, it says, Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Hebrews 13, verse 2. Okay? But also, as Brother Aldi was saying, okay, Yes, the Lord can put someone there to test you, and it could be an angel. That happened to me, too, in the city of Chicago. I remember one time there was someone there was asking me for money, a homeless. And I gave money to that, to, to, to that person. I turned around. You know, I gave money. I kept on walking maybe two or three feet more. I looked back. The person was not there anymore. And I look around, and, you know, how how could it be? You know, the person just disappears. It was not there anymore. And it happened again. It happened again. Uh, I was close to my house, like about 10, 15 minutes uh, from my house. And uh, I, I stopped at the stoplight while I was uh, waiting at the, you know, the red light. This homeless came, and with the something, you know, ripping, saying, uh, please have mercy, um, and God bless you. You know, I'm homeless. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't have any money right now. I don't have any cash. Because sometimes, you know, it just it happens. You only have your credit cards, and you don't have no cash on your wallet. And then I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. And I rem- the Lord was sitting in my car. The Lord was sitting in my car that time. I'm like, Lord, I want to give. You know that I want to give, but I, I just don't have any cash right now, Lord. And then I, I open the window, and I'm like, okay, I just got to get quarters then. You know, I just I just grab a bunch, of, a bunch of quarters that I found, and I wanted to give him, you know, some dollar bills, and, and, and I ended up giving the quarters. I gave all the quarters that I had, and I said, Lord, I found these quarters, and I it just gave him the whole, you know, a bunch of quarters there. And and he left, and the Lord smiled. <laughs> the Lord smiled. You know, I kept on going, and I said, Lord, you know my heart. You knew that I was going to give him more money, but I didn't have any more you know, any more cash with me. And the Lord and, and the Lord said, I remember the Lord saying this. 
he make me he make me laugh. He said uh he said, Daughter, if I I will give him a, a diamond, I will give him a a piece of gold, you know, a gold from heaven, but he will not see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said, That's true, Lord. But what does what is God was letting me know, you know, when you give when you give to the homeless brothers and sisters, God will provide. God will give you in return what you gave. But don't do it only for that. Do it because you love. Do it because you love people, because you love the homeless. You care about the about the poor, and you love to serve. Do it for that. Do it because you love Jesus, number one. Amen? And, 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 and you want to see Jesus, please. Praise God. Go ahead, Brother Elder. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That is so true. It's all about Jesus. It's all about loving Amen. Him. And it's all about Amen. serving Him. We are Amen. just serving, brothers and sisters of the Amen. Lord. Praise you, God. And we are all of the same Father. Angel, Spirit, we are all brother. Because there's only one true Father, and there's a Father in heaven. He is the Father of all. Angels and all his creation. Thank you, Lord. People are going to be so mind-blowing when, when they go to heaven. Because when you go to heaven, God is going to allow you to go to other planets of creation that he made. Like I was taken to these other planets. My goodness, brothers and sisters, the things that God has created are are. My goodness, are incredible. I, I don't even like to go into details about them because I know people. a lot of people are not at the faith in, 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 in you know, people say, prove them, prove this to me in the Word. Well, the Bible talks about all the creation of the heavens and the earth. He created everything in heaven and earth. But he doesn't give you the details. Hallelujah. All the things he created. I think things that I prefer just to keep it to myself. Or maybe tell so, tell someone of the faith that I know is walking at that level of faith because some people are not, and it's too much for them. Praise your God. So we we keep it basic. We keep it to the word. Praise your God. But it is so much. It's like Father God says to Larry, I have a a bi- I'm running more than a billion galaxy besides Earth, and I'm guarding each and one of them. And that to people is just too much. It's too much. God is the Almighty. And he's just doing so much. But, you know, it will take people to go to heaven and really learn about God. Because that's what people do in heaven. What do they do? They learn about God. And it's unlimited information to learn about God. You may say, how much can I learn about God? God has a library, okay, in the third heaven. <laughs> you go you go to the library of God and you learn about God. You're going to be mind-blowing. Just the basic oh, yeah. stuff. That you're going to be like, what? First of all, one thing we need to do when we go to heaven is study the Bible that we know. Go through the whole Bible, bro- brothers and sisters. And anything that was that was, tra- that was not translated right, you guys just got to go through. I remember going to the first level of heaven in my, with my father and then where they are, they handed me a Bible. And I opened the Bible and I just changed from one page to another. I, I kind of opened it in the middle and just looked at it. And it was our Bible. But it's so pure, the word there. And wow. I, sure, I could not bring it down, brothers and sisters. 
But I tell you, they are so excited because they're gone to heaven. My father gone to heaven. My grandfather gone to heaven. And they can study that word of God. It's so pure. And I was told that that word is pure. Pure. Not like you, not like you have down there. This is a pure Bible. I was told. Amen. And I, I was not going to say, no, no, we got the pure Bible. We got, because we know there's been so much stuff in it. So much. Look at that from, from falling away. From departing to heaven, going to heaven in the rapture, they translated to falling away. What a different, what a different. They have done that wow. with so much word, and people don't even notice that. Like I was reading in Genesis, I think it was Genesis 9, in that old Bible, from, compared to a new Bible, I was blown away at the things I saw different about, about Noah and his family. What a different in the word, but you know. When we go to heaven, we're going to 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 study the pure word, and I tell you, it it's uh, it's gonna be awesome. If be awesome, then people after the first level, if they're not ready for the third, uh, they're going to the testing center. They get cleaned up, and then they move to the second. And from the second, they wait their they wait their they wait their time. I even been told that some people that have gone to the third level, angel had told them from God. To hold off and wait before they go into the glory and the into the glorious throne of the Father, they have like wow. a like a place they go to, okay, where they go there and angel tell them you need to wait here, okay, and kind of get used to that glory of the Father before you can walk up to. And plus, you gotta wait until the Father calls you. That's another thing, having everything is by order. You gotta wait until the Father calls you. You don't just show up. People think, oh, just show up. No. The Father had to invite you. The Father had to say, come. Okay? Praise your God. And it's best for you to wait. <clears throat> it's always best for us to wait on the Lord, brothers and sisters. It's always, always best. We don't. This is a part of God that people don't know. Why some people can maybe not see the Lord? It's better for them to wait. Why can people cannot do this or go there and do that or whatever? It's better for them to wait. And the Lord will tell you it was better for you to wait always because he always has a perfect plan for each and one of us. Can we, meet, can we move closer to the Lord down here? Yes, we can. But we have to submit our flesh. We have to get into serious fasting. We have to get into serious praying. We have to get into serious commitment with God. And then the Lord can bring us close to him. I noticed that even before it brings me to heaven, when I ask him, please bring me to heaven, Lord, sometimes he has me wait. And sometimes he tells me, I'm getting you ready. And he's working on me, and I can feel him close to me. He's working on my body, working on me, just to take me out of this body and take me to heaven. He's already working on me, getting me ready for that, brothers and sisters. So he's been, the more we commit ourselves to the Lord, thank you, Jesus, the more, the more the Lord can get us ready for us to become closer to Him. And it's a preparation. I remember when I was being let on that I was not ready. To, uh, when the Lord first was coming to me, He was bringing me out of my body and taking me to different places, showing me things. I could not see the head of the Lord. But the Lord revealed to me the preparation that I needed. And I committed to that. And then the Lord, boom, I can see the, the eyes. I can see everything. I can just talk with the Lord. 
awesome. I wanted it. I really wanted it. But there was a price to pay. There was a commitment to be made. Praise God. And I said, Lord, I'm willing to do everything, Lord, just to be close with him. And I and I just kept committing my life to the Lord for the Lord to get me ready. But the Lord, the Lord let me know he can do that with anyone who is willing, who wants him from all their heart, who are being honest and true and really wanting him and really want to be close with him. This is not like Elvis Zapata. He, he, he did a big, no, 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 it, it, it's about your commitment with the Lord, your your relationship. How committed are you? How much do you really want it? Are you really going for it? Are you really going for the Lord? Are you desiring the Lord more than anything else in your life? Or he is just like anything else? Because some people have the Lord in their life like anything else. A secondary person or a third person. Like people like to say, a third person in their life. When Jesus wants to be first in our life. But anything can take that, that firstness, brothers and sisters. Anything can take that firstness that Jesus wants to have in our life. He wants to be first. But anything can take that place. And it's up to us. It's after us, brothers and sisters, to be careful. Now, you can say to the Lord, show me the arrow on my way. You can pray that every day to the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, show me the arrow on my way. Pray that every day. And watch the Lord. Pray that with faith. And also ask for the faith to pray for things. Some people pray for things, but they don't pray for the faith to ask for it. Say, Lord, give me the faith for me to pray with faith. Praise you, God, about these things that I want. Or even to pray for someone. Lord, give me the faith to pray for this person. Praise you, God. And you won't believe the difference when the Lord gives you the faith. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. He'll give it to you when you ask. That's why he thought. He explained. Ask, and thou shalt, be, and thou shalt receive. He doesn't say maybe. That's one thing about the new translation. that They have the word if or maybe. That's not in the older Bible at all. That's not even in the Hebrew Bible at all. If or maybe. Now about those words. What do they come up with these if or maybe? If or maybe. You know, ask and thou shalt receive. The word of God says. There's no if or maybe on that. He is faithful. He is truthful. He's not like man. That said, oh, let me see if I can. Maybe later. He's not like man. Jesus is not like man. People do compare him like man, but he's not like man. He is called the son of man, but he's not like man. He is more grateful. He's more thankful. He is more faithful than man. Thank you, God. He is a better friend than man. He's my friend. And he's faithful. I can always go to him. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Having a relationship with the Lord is so awesome, and you want to. Because man can break your heart, but not Jesus. He'll, he'll never break your heart, brothers and sisters, unless you are, you are a, a, a prideful and selfish person. But if you are a humble person of God, and you're seeking him with your heart, he's not going to break your heart. If you're humble, he's not going to break your heart ever. And he will be your best friend, your best brother, your best Lord, your best master, the, your best God. 
Thank you, Lord. He'll be your friend. And he'll be he was Abraham's friend. And Abraham can count on him. That's why Abraham says to his servant, Our my boy and I are going to worship and we're coming back. Someone that talks like that is someone who knows who his friend is. Abraham knew who his friend God was. And he told his servant, the boy and I are going to worship, but we are coming back. He didn't say, well, I don't know what's going to happen in this trip, you know. God can can do anything. or, or You know, he didn't say nothing like that. You know, praise God, hallelujah. Abraham had completely faith that when he gone to the, he he had a knife on his hand. Abraham was not kidding. He he was not kidding, okay. Mhm. And Abraham took a knife. And a- Abraham took the the wood, took the boy, put it on the donkey, and they head up to the mountain to do the sacrifice. But the one thing Abraham knew about God is that God was faithful. And that God was going to provide a sacrifice, a lamb, okay? Because God was his friend. And that he and the boy, he told his servant, were going to return. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. And Abraham laid the word for the sacrifice. Laid the boy. And still doing that. He still believed that God was going to provide the lamb. But his obedience, his obedience, he knew that was better than sacrifice. He knew, he knew that God was going to provide a lamb. But if God did not provide the lamb, it was okay. It was okay. Because that was his friend. And he knew that if he, pure, if he put that knife through, through, through his son uh, Isaac and killed him, he knew that God had the power to raise him from the dead. He knew that. But he knew that God was not going to let him down. That God was not going to fail him. Because God, his friend, was faithful. So he laid the boy. He laid the word. He, he, he laid the boy. And he was ready to put that knife through that, through that boy's chest. And to the angel of the Lord, and to Jesus called from the cloud, said, Abraham, do no harm. To the boy in Abraham, I imagine his 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 um heart and his like my friend. I knew you would not forsake me. I knew you would not leave me. In his faith, he was waiting on God. He was trusting on the Lord. Abraham, do not harm the boy. Do not harm the boy. Praise you, God, because he was doing it by faith. He was doing it by obedience. His obedience pleased God. And immediately he turned around and saw the lamp there, cutting the wood, cutting some branches there. And immediately he knew, I don't know where this lamb came from. When I got here, there was no lamb. But there's a lamb there cut up in that wood, and that's the lamb that I'm going to sacrifice to God. But you know that in the Jewish tradition, that land that was cut in the branches needed to be inspected. And no, 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 nothing wrong could have been with that land for that sacrifice. That land that God provided, okay, was chosen by God, was brought by God there, 
and it was perfect for the sacrifice because the lamb can have no blemish and nothing. Okay, that was a provision of God. And he grabbed the lamb and made the sacrifice and returned back with his boy, unharmed, very happy, full of joy. Hallelujah, because he was obedient to his friend, God. What a relationship, brothers and sisters. This man Abraham had with God. And he was just a man like you and I. Just a man like you and I. But he, in his relationship, he was faithful. And that's what God wants from each and one of us. A relationship that he had with Abraham. When I was in heaven, and I heard Jesus said, Abraham, come hither. And I look at the young man, Abraham. And I also saw Isaac and Jacob coming with him in heaven. And they were walking toward me. And they came there. And Jesus started talking to them about me. And Abraham wanted to, to ask me questions. And he started asking me questions. Because they are allowed to talk to you first. You got to wait until they talk, brothers and sisters, in heaven. Mm -hmm. I tell you, I looked at Abraham. Okay? And every time I read in the Bible about Abraham... I remember his face in heaven, okay, because Jesus and him are still friends. And I saw when Jesus called him, he called him like a friend. He didn't call him like just him, like anybody else. He called Abraham like a friend. And I saw how Abraham re responded to Jesus like a friend. They are still friends. That relationship Amen. is still there even in heaven. And it has grown much more. In heaven, brothers and sisters. Because our relationship with God begins here. But it continues to grow in heaven. It continues to grow. It doesn't diminish. It grows. It grows. And that's what God wants from each and one of us. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, please continue to support the Lord Tower. Um, we are still supporting Israel. And we are supporting Africa. Please continue to support us. Thank you, Lord. We we want to continue to support them weekly. Praise you, God. We want to support uh, the 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 poor in Israel. Uh, we have um, three organizations in Israel, uh, four. I'm sorry, with Messianic Bible that I'm supporting in Israel, and one in Africa. The Lord love these organizations. They love the Lord. Let me know when when one of them is doing more than the other. To, to support the poor, the family in Israel. And when the Lord lets me know uh, which of on, which on them is it, it, it doing a much better work, immediately he leads me to support them, brothers and sisters. And so I want to ask you to continue to support us, the Lord Tower, and, and we I want to continue to support them. They need our help, brothers and sisters. These are family in need. I, have heard, I heard the 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 percentage of the people in Israel that 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 need our help the poor in Israel have multiplied more people are are, are in need in Israel and the government is not needing all their needs brothers and sisters you know that Israel financially has been struggling you heard all these company a Google CEO and all of them that were actually starting a, a mighty work in Israel. And we're bringing thousands of jobs. And then John Kerry and Obama and them started coming against them, getting the CEO out of there because of all the, all the millions and billions they were planning to invest in Israel. So they, they lost a lot of investment in Israel. 
so their economy is not doing so good. Please also help me to pray for the for the economy of Israel, brothers and sisters. Please help me to pray for the economy of the IDF, the economy of the local people of Israel, that their, their stock market, their, their economy will continue to grow, will continue to improve, that more company will continue to go to Israel. Brothers and sisters, they got the wisdom, they got the technology, they got the knowledge. Amen. We've seen that the, 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 a lot of people don't know that the latest uh, computer chip, the Microsoft May and Israel, the i3, the i5, and the i7, were May and Israel, were, were made by Jewish uh, rabbis, Jewish people, Jewish scientists, okay, an engineer of, of Israel that developed for Microsoft for that ship because they had tried to make that ship in the U.S. before, and they could not. And Israel, Israel was the one with the wisdom of God that made the I-7 for, for Microsoft. And that's been one of the most successful ships they have ever made. Also, the 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 CM uh, uh, microchip, CPU, was also the latest one, best one, was developed in Israel too, brothers and sisters, that have, have multiplied the Internet and have made communication such, so much easier they were there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, viruses bringing networks and computers down, and the rabbis in Israel told Microsoft, why don't you, why don't you put on the ship an antivirus? Why don't you put an antivirus on the ship? And they said we have tried this, but we we couldn't ever get it done, and they got it done in Israel. That's why the i7 the Xeon chip has an antivirus in the ship itself that can correct many of the problems that they have with, with, with software, the micro has with software, brothers and sisters. And I heard also they were helping with, with uh, I think it was Windows 8. I know Windows 7 was also made there, which was much better than any other window, and Windows 8 too, brothers and sisters. Also the technology there was also developed in Israel. There's so much they have given to the United States, and they don't get no credit. Microsoft get all the credit, and Microsoft gets all the money. Astro, these rabbis, these engineers, these scientists, they don't get no credit. And all they do is read the Bible every day, all day. Brothers and sisters, when they get the time, the chances, because they work also in Microsoft company, in Astro. And when, when Microsoft brought the company to Astro, they also asked uh, the government of Astro to provide the money for the building. They didn't even provide the money from the U.S. So sad, all these things. That's been going on. But I want to thank my sister Carla and each one of you. I want to thank each one of you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord kiss you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord Jesus Christ give you say shalom. Shalom, shalom. Thank you, sister Carla. Shalom, shalom. You're welcome, Praise brother. God bless Amen. you. Thank you. God Praise bless God. you, sister. Shalom to all of you, brothers and sisters. Amen. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen.